You're listening to the Opie and Anthony channel on Sirius XM. The Ron and Fez show starts. Come on. Now! Oh, you're gonna take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. We're going to get down to it, Poppers. It's the Ron and Fez Show. On Tuesday, October 29th, 2013, one night before Hell Night, uh, Big Jay Okerson stopping back in here uh, today. I believe he's calling this his big victory lap tour. 
because our listeners were so crazy about him at that uh, gig that they all put together. Uh, Big J Okerson making the scene, taking his victory lap, and he may be the next quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's huge. Is he going to be able to go through this Jim Kelly offense? Everybody in Philadelphia is going to get the opportunity to study those plays and to take at least a couple snaps with that team. Everybody in Philly is going to get the opportunity to fly. Eagles, fly. That's exciting for him. Fly, Eagles, fly on that road to victory. It's the only song that you can hear the accent of all the people. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Yay, did any of you guys ever see Rocky? Yeah, we did. It was a long fucking time ago. Stop bragging about it. Uh, uh, Chris Stanley, you are my obscure hipster list guy, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing nothing but accolades that you dipped into the queen. You well, said to yourself, I'm going to go mainstream with this, and I'm going to bring it. Look, queen is a fucking gigantic band for a reason. But I noticed that you didn't do the Bohemian Rhapsody, and I noticed you didn't do We Are The Champions. You don't want to give them the FM hits. Mm-mm, no. I'm not going to go down that particular road. What about road. this hit? Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> I should have made the sports chance Vito's fucking box last week. You know, that box was just the fucking slap in the face of the city of Philadelphia. Gee, he's a hater. Well, I don't know if he's a hater, but he's a masturbator. And he's explained that to us on multiple occasions. That's when he's not too tired from all of his jobs. I know. <clears throat> See, he's still pre-burnout uh, times. He hasn't completely got away to being burnt. He has he has youthful energy. <laughs> That's at this point he must think is boundless. I mean, yeah. he, he just walks. He fucking yesterday he's telling you he just walks across the fucking Williamsburg Bridge just on a whim. Who wouldn't? I don't know. Do you know how many millions of people a day walk back and forth to go to work? There was a, there had to be a hurricane that shut down the subways before I walked over the bridge. Right? Yeah, well, don't think of yourself as a normal person. <laughs> You're an elderly 30-year-old. Fly, Eagles, fly. How come we never win? A oh, fucking choke team. You <laughs> can't help it. They just choke. They're not that Speaking far out of first. choke. Just when I was ca- uh, counting out the fucking Bo Sox, two victories in a row in St. Louis's house, Hicks, you got to feel like this is over. This is done. <laughs> hey, before this thing started, I said Sox in six, and I'm feeling pretty good about myself because it's coming down Wednesday night. And if I call the Heat two years ago in five, fucking socks and six, I feel like the smartest man. Ever. Never go back and quote your victories. Let oh, other no. people do that. <laughs> no one likes somebody who comes in, you know, and said, and that's when Slippery uh, when wet sold 22 million copies. Let the other people say that. You don't want to say it yourself. Does it come off as braggery? No, yeah, never fucking measure your own dick. <laughs> Have someone else do that. Um,. I will tell you this, and I don't believe it's a cliche. Yeah. If they don't win six, they won't win seven. <laughs> it's always fun to say that. Yeah, it is. It's my funnest fucking sports cliche. Look, that le- and dog at home. Lester dominated him last night. I mean, he made him look like a bunch of bitches. They were his bitches. They were his bitches. And, you know, let's face it. 
There was a game in Boston that the Red Sox gave him away, and then the clusterfuck the other night, <laughs> the hilarious clusterfuck. This is great. This has been a great fucking series. I mean, just for this, the craziness that's happened. It's Not even down. this. Well, you got really the two best teams, which used to be the World Series. Whoever had the best record... <laughs> In one league, played the guy with the best record in the other league, and they hadn't seen each other much. You know, like these guys. I mean, one of the reasons that the hitting seems to be off a little bit is you've never seen these fucking pitchers before. It's a very tough thing to to do. Unless your name's Big Poppy, who's hitting like seven hundred, seven fifty. <laughs> 750, and there was a, a goddamn grand slam that was pulled back with a circus catch. He's 11 for 15 with four walks and no strikeouts. This is just total domination. I mean, he's not going to see a pitch on Wednesday. They're going to walk him every single fucking at bat. And he's being iced because he played in the field. He's done nothing but lean over, <laughs> and he's being iced in the, in the post game last night. He was talking about... Uh, how fucking difficult it is to lean over. You know, like, oh, I really, you know, I'm not used to that. That's called being a baseball player. <laughs> He's a big man. Your right. problem right now, the reason why you're sore, is because you played two games of baseball. Not sat on the fucking bench and screamed at other guys who fucking missed balls. Pick up the slack. This is our fucking city. Remember that part? And I wonder if that's one of the reasons why he's hitting better. That it's just, uh, you know, he's not just sitting around thinking about hitting constantly. His mind's yeah. going from one place to the other. Oh, I that's love a it. good thing. He's playing a little unconscious. Big Poppy's fucking just destroying. Uh, Justin in Philly. Oh, let me try again. Go ahead, buddy. These phones are fucked up. It's always part of the fun here. By the way, we've got a couple unmasked things that we have to let everybody know. Number one, if you've got unmasked uh, tickets in, if you've made submissions for Artie Lang, that has been pushed back, what, two weeks? Two weeks, yes. To uh, Thursday, November 14th. Can I tell you why? Why is that? And we haven't gotten this word, yeah. but I know it from reading the book. Okay. I think he's going to get 60 minutes or something gigantic. I think that his people, when this book got out there, because I read it the other day. Yeah. It is so raw and it is so beyond crazy that he started to get the calls from the people who go, we will give you this giant interview uh but we need an exclusive you oh know what i mean God. because i sat there i could not believe the book that i was reading just insane self-destruction um it you know every kind of junkie book is insane self-destruction but Artie has gone to places now for me being in recovery I've read a million junkie books in my life a million alcoholic books you know it's always a a thing that you're interested in uh, when you've been through it. And a, a ton of people have written them. I never read anything this raw, this dark, this frightening in so many places uh, that there were a number of times I would have to put the book down and think, I hope even putting all this stuff out there is not too much pressure on him. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, the... 
the, the stuff that he admits, you know, uh, hurting himself, hurting others, letting people down, it goes so deep, and there's not a single romantic junkie page in this. Normally, you can read a book by a lot of people in recovery, and you're like, man, I like to be high right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because they romance the high yeah. that it makes you romance the high in your head. This book is so dark. I There's a part of me that feels like kids that are just partiers should read this book oh. just to see where it goes. Chris Stanley, I thought about you a lot. I want to I want to read it. I mean, if it's this fucking off the fucking rails crazy. It's really raw in the sense that you kind of feel like so many points like it's almost too much emotion. So, uh when you told me that they pushed that back, I'm saying well, probably good for him because I'm sure he's gotten the big network calls that say we gotta have this story. I'm Talk sure, yeah, I'm sure that they're coming in one after another, and because this is the shit that that draws people like a uh, like a traffic accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. It draws people a people that are interested in recovery were going to be interested in the, in the begin with people who are interested in Artie and the Stern and the Stern show and want to know the back uh, stage stuff would be interested. All the people who bought his last book, which was number one, are going to be interested. But then also there's just going to be a, a certain amount of people who like train wrecks that are th that are going to like this book. It's one of those things that I, I I don't even have it in me how somebody could be that honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many things that would be almost any fucking page in the book I would try to suppress if it happened to me. <laughs> Just no. No one ever learns no, of this. No one can know this. <laughs> so to um, put that out the way he has, I think, uh, is going to attract... All the networks. So what's the date that it's pushed back to now? Thursday, November 14th. Same time, 2, 10 p.m., but it's now Thursday, November 14th for Artie Lang Unmasked. Okay. All right, so same people. You'll email them. Yeah, I'm going to email whatever. them. Yeah, so yeah. don't feel that you have to re-put this in. Yeah, I'll contact everyone who I've already contacted with the original date. Now, I don't know for a fact uh, that that's why... That you know got pushed back, but that's the initial thing that I thought. I I thought he's got to have uh, CBS, NBC, you name it. Everybody's going to be interested in this book. All the people that say we need an exclusive uh, for this thing. Um, here's uh, Justin. Justin, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, this is our fucking CD. Mm. Um, so I figured it out, Ron. I know what Fez got you for Christmas. I've been thinking about it for, well, a couple of years now, but specifically the last 24 hours. Fez is there, right? Not dead? No, he's not dead. He's okay. here. He. Let me a, check the had, pulse, yes. He oh, had a confusing go. thing that before the show that put him into a tailspin. It's going to be okay, Fez. Anyway, not it's really. something insignificant from your club. I'm thinking maybe napkin. That that would be the weirdest thing in the whole world. Pat, you're on the Run of Fez show. Right, Mike. I was curious if you knew. I didn't read the book by Artie. Do you have any idea what kind of terms Sim and Howard Stern are on at this point? 
Um, that kind of stuff shows up in the book, and I would leave it up for, you know, Artie to tell that story. I mean, there's stuff in there. I'm certainly not going, because I got an advanced copy of the book to interview him, and I think the book's out this week, right? Yeah. I don't, I, I, I'm not reviewing the book. I'm just saying it's a blockbuster, but I certainly don't want to go in and give away any of the facts. Um, but all the stuff that you were curious about, yeah. what happened, when it happened, what he lied about, what he got away with lying about, what they caught him lying about, how he felt about all the, that's shit. all in the book. There's nothing uh, in there um, that will not leave you going. Oh, I, I, I here's something he's he he skipped. It's all in the book. And again, I would sit here and give out details, except for that's not the reason they gave me the book. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not doing a review of it. I'm not. I'm just saying if you've got that interest, I've never read a book. I've never read anybody go in that deep. And like I said, I read a lot of junkie books uh, and alcoholic books, uh, partly to you know remind myself this one goes further than anybody I've ever seen do before. Um, Nick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B., how you doing today, yeah. man? Um, and I, I just, uh, when you brought up Artie Lang, I was thinking, I was actually sitting here last night watching the movie Beer League that he was in from, like, the early 2000s, and just the physical transformation the guy went through, you know, from doing all that shit to his body was unreal. But I am glad to see that he's getting back on the right track, man, because I don't want to see him end up like Chris Farley or Richard Pryor or somebody like that, man. It's so. normally when you read a book like this, it's some outsider writing about a dead person. You know what I mean? Like you'll read, you know, that shitty, terrible, wired book about Belushi and all that. I don't, the, the um, this is the first time I ever saw anyone who was alive doing it about themselves. And I have to say, I have no idea why he's alive. There's no possible way that he should be alive to tell this story. Uh, Lance, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah. Ronnie, look this up. The, the Joe Buck, Artie Lang interview. I watched it, it live. It's amazing. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen, probably. Well, you might think it's the funniest thing you've ever seen, but when he'll, he goes through this in the book of where his right. head was at at the time. Yeah. And... <laughs> He did some things in there that he, like, was proud of and some other things that he didn't know that would be taken that way. And that's what was happening a lot in his life, that he was showing up for stuff, not in the best shape, doing things that, you know, I guess he's got a, a certain delivery that gets laughs, but then him finding out later, hey, do you know that you did this, and being... Just not there. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say not there, but certainly not everything was that intention. All right, we've got another unmask to announce right now. Um, Chris, what's the date on this one? This is uh, November 6th. November 6th. That's the date on this next unmasked. And that is the one and only, and we've been wanting to do this one for years, 
Chris Elliott. Love Chris it. Elliott. Chris Elliott. Big unmasked. You know, we need some kind of big unmasked sounder, some imaging to blow this up bigger than life. Because the names that we are getting right now are phenomenal. But to me, Chris Elliott was the birth of this whole kind of um, uh, absurdist humor. I mean, he was like decades ahead uh, of what the the hipster comics <laughs> now do regularly. I remember watching Get a Life as a kid and just, like, I was a little kid. I probably didn't get all the jokes in the, in the show at the time, but I was just obsessed with it. I have to watch Get a Life every fucking week. And then I loved them on Letterman. Cabin Boy was a fucking movie I went to see in theaters. I mean, my parents did. Letterman me. is where he, he kind of broke. And, um, and then by the time he did uh, Get a Life, uh, and by the way, if you go back and look at that, there was like really great writers on that show. And people either loved it, but the people who didn't get it. And you see that now, like with Tim and Eric. Yeah. The people who don't get it are like furious you know what i mean <laughs> like what is this even supposed to mean what is he trying to do make fun of us um all right so that's on there 866 ron zero fez 866 ron zero fez uh i guess we don't have time to play the game show or we do um about about five minutes all right so we, we have time to fit in a game show it might be a little cramped. Okay, so we don't have time to fit in a game show. No. Okay. You don't like to make the decisions for me, do you? You are like a... It's like, if I give Chris or Fez the, you know, what should we do here? I get a... Whatever you want to do, I think. It's either good or bad or something. I like to be a decision maker, though. I thought I did You're the indecision maker. <laughs> oh, no. You are willing to make an indecision. Uh, so that one uh, we're announcing now, Chris Elliott. I find him to be, uh, and I only met him once. Uh, okay, by the way, somebody just wrote in to me that the, the Artie book is out today. So um, it should be pretty goddamn phenomenal. And you got to remember, we got to get a signed copy of that when we finally go around to do it. I'm not going to say for who. I'll just give you like a hint. Yeah. I'll give you the person's online name, Foggy Otis. Okay. Well, then I know who that is. His wife's a giant fan. Oh. And since you've made her so uncomfortable talking about herb, mm -hmm. you got to make this happen for her. Because you owe her, Chris. I, I don't want to make... Well, be, because you look... Like you make her husband looks like he's running a cartel. <laughs> Mr. Otis is a fantastic individual. Mr. Otis regrets that it can't come. To and Mrs. Otis, I I, don't, I never want to make you feel uncomfortable. Let me ask you: Why don't we have an, any unmasked imaging? Why don't we have a big announcement thing? Why That's on me. That's on me because I haven't made it. That's why. Is there any reason though? <sighs> I mean, you've had eighty chances now. Yeah. Next time, asked. Is this like you don't think in that direction? No, I'm, I've been thinking in that direction. It's just that's one piece I didn't make yet. One piece. When we start and go through them one after another, I'd love oh, to. Christ. You feel outed a little bit here today? You no. feel like this is something that should happen off air? <laughs> no. All right, Pips. When I do stuff like that, remind me to bring it up off air. Off air. Got to run. Okay. And by the way, this is probably should be off air. 
You didn't get back together with your girlfriend? No. She had sex with another guy? Yeah. Okay. All right, look. If you need anybody to talk to about that and be understanding, on air or off air? <laughs> off air? Maybe on air? I don't know. <laughs> okay, because I don't know whether it was oral involved. Oh, jeez. So I should probably. Um, Steve and Philly, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Good. Hey, brother. Uh, I know exactly what Fez got but why do people, why won't they drop this? You know, I'm not going to give it away, uh, even if someone's guest. It's, it's killing everyone, Ronnie. I don't want to, no. It's killing because people are asking. Uh, a couple years ago, I said I would not talk about this. No, when it happened, you said. And this is not a bit. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when I went through the Artie book, those would all be my secrets that I took to my grave. I do not like to share the weird stuff. And <laughs> Fez did something very weird to me. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, what do you think it is? You'll be the last person allowed to to even guess. Ronnie, I had a dream about it. I know exactly what it is. Fezzy took one of a very intimate portrait of you two back in our old Ron and Ron days, and he got an oral painting made of it. You know that you made that sound like an oral painting, like he dipped his brush into a jizz moat and just started. <laughs> Painting away. Okay, I'm not going to try to guess. Uh, you know how Fez has been carrying that cup around? Yeah. I think it's filled with jizz. <laughs> um, I wonder whose jizz it is. Pips, and this might be better off there. When your girlfriend cheated on you. Yeah. Did she come back and have sex with you after? <laughs> no, that would have been disgusting. So that didn't happen? Didn't happen. She only cheated the one time? I have no idea. I don't know. Then she might have come back. It might have went on for a while. Oh. You might have cream pie. Oh. For oh, all you oh, know. Jesus. I don't mean that in a bad way, but since we're all putting stuff out on the table, oh. and we're being honest. Yeah. Like this, like, Hicks's honest moment, you never think about sounders and good producing stuff. Yeah. Uh, Pips, cream pie, cuckold. I was honest that I wouldn't share my secrets. Yeah. You know? Okay. We're all out there now. We're all exposed. Uh, yeah. We're all vulnerable at this point. <sighs> pretty pretty much. We've all shared our darkest secret. Except for you. You didn't tell us. No, the... I shared the fact that I will not share my darkest secret. <laughs> That's not a secret, though. Mm. You know the only person who caught on that I was really in a bad place yesterday? Shrekalov. She wrote to me and said, Sounds like you're in a bad place. Well, this is her typing, so I'm trying to do, like, impressions typing. She knows. Yeah. She has empathy. That's impossible for you, right? It's hard. Yeah. If it's, you know, it's it's really hard. Do you have any empathy for yourself, even? No. Okay. So why would you have it for others, I guess, right? Yeah, good point. I mean, if you don't care about you, what is left for there to care about? It's kind of nihilistic. That is you. I'm going to start and call you Niles. <laughs> Fez got some books confused today, so he's taking off the morning. That was a really bad... That This was a really fucking strange moment. And a series of strange moments. But that was just... He really got fucking upset. Like, he was losing his shit over just the miscommunication. That was no big deal. By the way, yeah. we would have had plenty of time to play the game show and give away prizes. Yeah, I'm an asshole. 
You're not an asshole, Chris. You're no. just a really bad producer. Oh God, that, that makes no. that makes me an you asshole. No, I would not. You know that's not true. <laughs> that makes me and an asshole. You know the way that I said it is not the way I even say it when I mean that. You just want to believe it. You are. Re you, I want you to understand something and let it in. Okay. You're a really good producer. Oh, thank you. Who does really bad work? Oh, fuck me! What the, that would fucking negate the first part you just said. Actually, I listened to something that we did the other night. I'm going to talk to you about it off the air. Okay. The levels were so bad on it. Oh fuck. And my part of it was so, like any producer would have said, dude, you need to redo that. But then I was forced to listen to it, and I actually, I'm driving up the road, and I'm listening, and I think to myself, no one cares. Nobody cares. I care. Um, here's uh, Michael in Manhattan. You're on the Run of Fish show. Yeah, I just want to know, uh, your girlfriend, when she, you know, I don't, you don't know how long she was cheating on you, but when you did make love to her, was it like uh, f uh, fucking a plate of wet noodles? Because, you know, it was probably bigger than you were, right? I don't know if that's something you want to talk about on the air or off the air, Pips. I'm, I'm thinking that's probably off the air, but it's, it's on the air now, so I think I just lost that one. You're feeling better about it, though? Uh, not, not really. <laughs> not at all. See, I don't want to call her any names in case you get back together with her. Oh, I'm not getting back together. There's no way. It's not happening. Actually, we can start calling her names. Would you mind if we gave her a buzz? I mean, uh, if she's available now? Um, I mean, that would probably It be... seems like easy street. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe we could get her to dance at a party. Oh, jeez. No, 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 no. Don't, I'm not going to be with your chick. In this party, nothing above oral. Oh, and nice. light touching. Head train, then. I am I at this party? I never heard it called a head train. The head train, yeah. I don't like that term. <laughs> right? It's pretty good. I like good. the term head train. <laughs> that could go up there with my new term, Jismos. That's your, your new term. Whoever yeah. got it to the air first, you remember that was the best. Yes, I know. I fucked up. I wrote a note and everything. Yeah, you write yourself a lot of notes. You and Watley both. You write notes to yourself to forget everything that's in these notes. <laughs> um, I think... That there's a big tour going around today with Chris Christie to celebrate one year of him being a hero since the big storm. All right, that looks that looks as bad as me saying I called the Red Sox in six. I don't know. Try to see. Do we know what he's leading in the polls at? Because I don't even know who he's running against. I don't think it'll be as big as the mayor's race uh, in New York City, which is now 45 points. Jesus Christ. All right, so... Looks like he's... Alright, that's just approval rating. I'm looking at who he's fuck going against. You don't even know. You don't even know. Do we have an update on our guest? Do we know if he's even in the building? He's in the building. Great, so I should plug him? Yes. Uh, for a second time coming back here... Actually, uh, a guy who's doing much better work that I think that he gets credit for, even though he's working constantly, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Nice. Stopping back in. He's playing JFK in this movie that's uh, Sunday night on Nat Geo. Do they still call it Nat Geo, or did they get back to the 
other name? Uh, National Geographic is what's on their website. So Nat Geo is over? Because I remember everybody was calling it that for a while. Yeah, they, like, and they even were calling themselves that. Yeah, they were saying coming up next on Nat Geo. All right, how many points is Christy? Uh, All right, he's on? running against Barbara Buono, and he's up. He's up as much as 29 points. 29 points big, not as big as the 45 points. Oh, Loda. Interracial dad <laughs> is on his way. Yeah, he's rolling over Loda. I mean, the guy is associated with the MTA, and average Joe fucking voter is not going to vote for a guy who runs the MTA into office. It's just not going to happen. I guess not. It's yeah. MTA is just too hated. Even if you know it's, it's you get where you're going, it's just too much shit. There's too much shit involved with the fucking. There's subways. nothing that people bitch about more than in New York than transportation, and you could have the best thing in the whole world, and people would still be fucking mad. It's the only one. that's 24 hours a day. There's a giant subway system that's 24 hours a day, but MTA is just hated. That guy shouldn't even bother running. He just pissed his money away. Well, it's not his money. It's somebody else's. <laughs> He's got a good scam going. We all do. We all do, Chris. That's the beauty of it. De Blasio is going to run this town. Don't you wish we were playing these games and giving out stuff to people? Yeah, I really do. Here's uh, Jersey boy, Phil. He wants to give us an update. Yeah, Chris Christie's running against uh, someone named Barbara Buono, and he's up by about 35 points. So it's close. Oh, yeah, it's down to the wire. All right. I'm wondering. Well, he has Shaq on this side. We all do. We all have Shaq right now. He's never further away than our hearts. Um, anyway, I wanted to bring up this uh, movie on that Geo where Rob Lowe got to play uh, G JFK, which is, without a doubt, uh, the more or less role that every fucking man would want to play in their life. You're the attractive leader of the world, and then you also have a great chick, you get a lot of other chicks, and then you get killed while you're still young. That's, who doesn't want that? Um, so that's Sunday night, November 10th, 8 o'clock on National Geographic. More information, go to nationalgeographic.com. Let's bring in Rob Lowe. Everyone is voting for Jack Cause he's got what all the rest lack Everyone wants to back Jack Jack is on the right track Cause he's got high hopes He's got high hopes 1960's the year for his high hopes Come on and vote for Kennedy Vote for Kennedy And we'll come out on top Oops, there goes the opposition girl. Oops, there goes the opposition girl. Oops, there goes the opposition girl. Yeah, we're for you. Thank you. Rob, recognize that this is JFK's campaign theme song. Campaign theme song. And I was saying before you got in here, 
I imagine that this is the role because every young boy wanted to be JFK oh, when you read the story. This had to be the role to play. This is this is a dream. For yeah, me. an absolute, absolutely. He's my my hero on on so many levels that when I got this chance, uh, it was. Uh, I mean, I'm still flying high off of playing such a great American hero. Well, this, his legacy was kind of. In my background as a kid, because those pictures were on my wall with the Jesus pictures. We oh, had, really? One yeah, of those houses. Yeah, yeah. we had the Kennedy. Yep. Uh, and I think, by the way, it may be the only time that my parents ever voted Democrat. Right. <laughs> yes. Know, yeah. Just based on the background. Yep. But we had the Kennedy brothers and Jesus all lined up. And growing up as a little kid, I just saw that as the trilogy. I had no idea that, you know, where so, one started, the other ended. <laughs> that's in, in its people who this there's two generations of americans who did not grow up like that yeah and it's almost incredible for them to imagine that we had a president who who inspired people to put their photos up in homes next to jesus right but we did and his name was jfk and so it's cool to be able to to remind people of that with the movie and uh, it was a lot of fun to play because you are kind of playing uh, a Rat Packer and a president at the same time. Yeah, he had he he was the first president with swagger. Yeah, I mean he really was, and it was organic to him. It it, it came naturally. He 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 wasn't studying other guys that came before him to look cool or to, to, to be, learn how to speak or to see how to be photographed on television. He originated it all. Um, his style. Uh, the, all, all of it was completely unique to him, and, and since has been copied by everybody. Sure, but almost like with Miles Davis, that was the birth of cool. We yeah. did not have uh, the young cool president before him. It was the older guy who had done, you know, had been to war and, and built yeah. this thing up. But he came in. How what was it, early forties? I think he. I think he, well, he was forty-seven when he was assassinated. So and he'd been in office for two years. Yeah, yeah. He was um, he was he was the youngest president. Now your killing Kennedy is pretty straightforward, lone gunman. Right. Do you, do you always feel that way though? You know, I, I've gone both ways on it. I, mm. I as a kid growing up, I, I read everything about Kennedy, everything about, right. uh, including the conspiracy books. Every single one of them. I even had one of the lecturers come to my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and was you know convinced and you know was really into all of that. And then as I've gotten older, and I've I think frankly had a little bit more life experience, I realize how hard it is to keep secrets. And also, I I just have come to see that that when big events like that happen, you almost want to believe that greater forces are at play because the the, the sort of philosophy that one idiot could wreak so much havoc. Right. It's so frightening for people to, to comprehend that, that it, it's almost comforting yeah. to think the government. Can you imagine a scenario where it's actually more comforting to think the government did it or the CIA sure. did it? But in a way, it is more comforting because you don't want to think just any idiot off the street at any given moment could cause that kind of chaos. So long story short, when I read the Vince Bugliosi book. Yeah, the, he came in and I talked to him about that. The book was gigantic. Gigantic. Yeah. And he's really smart. I mean, if you talk yeah. to him, you know. Um, if I have to vote, I'm voting with Vince Bugliosi, who who, yeah. who came down with 
at the end of the day, it's probably Lee Harvey. Well, his point was to actually go through the evidence. Now, from being in New York at 9-11 and then seeing the conspiracy theories come up, I'm always saying to those people, okay, I'm willing to admit that there's some dark people in the government, but there's no way the fire department would be part of the cover-up and the police department when they lost. But they want to believe. They want there to be... Uh, darkness, you know. Yeah, and and I and I actually, like I said, I think underneath it mm-hmm. is what they're really looking for is a sort of comfort that there's there's a master plan that that chaos can't just walk in the front door at any yeah. given second. And it's almost in the way that we want to believe in evil corporations are not just fucking greedy guys going quarter by quarter. Right. You know, that they have some grand scheme to take over the world. Yeah. But all you have to do is get into a couple boardrooms and go, these, they're not smarter than the guys I grew up with. Well, we always think people are smarter than, than there is. I mean, yeah. it, well, look at 9-11. I always thought, like, I watched Air Force One. I've seen that movie president with, <laughs> with, with Harrison Ford. You think there's like an escape pod and shit? Yeah. And, and meanwhile, they got Bush flying around. Where are we going? I don't know where we're going. Right up. Like, there's, yeah. no, there's no grand plan Man, we think there's a, like, if you went to the actual war room in the White House, you think it's going to be like 24, mm-hmm. or it's going to look like a Jerry Bruckheimer show. It's got like Naugahyde, like fucking <laughs> yeah. wallpaper on it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's government-issued TVs from, you know, four generations ago. It's the government. It looks like, it looks like the post office, not NASA. It's true. And it's just some joyless people who end up in the same kind of trouble as everybody else. They, do, they, aren't, they aren't long-term Smart. No, that's true. You're right. Most people in government are the same as corporations, is they know how to work their way up into that game, but they don't really know what to do once they get the stick, once they're in charge. Yeah, it's a great uh, Robert Redford movie, The Candidate. It's yeah. all about his campaign, and then he wins, and the very last line of the movie is he turns to all the guys and goes, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would have made that better if it was Obama, because I really do feel... And I, I, and he, and I know you love politics, yeah, but yeah. I, I tell mm-hmm. this to my Republican friends to make them furious. Obama is going to be the, the most powerful ex-president that we've ever had. That's interesting. Because he's got Bill Clinton to keep an eye on and and show him the way and then he's going to go back to making really big speeches without having to be the one who makes this thing happen in washington but he's going to be able to go back to that moral high ground that he had before he got elected that's interesting i hadn't thought of it in that those terms it makes sense he's going to raise a lot of money and he's going to be speaking to minorities for the rest of his life i think he's going to be gigantically powerful as an ex-president. Well, listen, that the, to have a, a, a leader like that would, would in, in, to, to speak for that community, which hasn't really had anybody mm-hmm. with that kind of substance in a long time, that would be great. And I think he's also going to be able to say, look how they tied me up. You know what I mean? Look how I could not do the things that I was elected to do. Because we do have uh, just a clusterfuck of a government now. It's funny, I was in Washington last night for the premiere of Mm -hmm. of Killing Kennedy, and we had everybody in the audience um, from, I think... Uh, Valerie Jarrett, mm-hmm. uh, who works for, who works closely with the Obamas, to uh, Bill O'Reilly and Newt Gingrich, and I mean it was very bipartisan. And I, I was talking before the screening, giving a little speech, and and I was like, "Look, it's bad now. There's no getting around it." But I I take a little bit of a contrarian view on it, and I feel like it. it the great thing about our country is it, it can be bad like this. We can all be dis 
so discouraged, but we're not marching in the streets. There's not tear gas. We're going to figure it out, right. and something's going to come out of this. This is going to create a new worldview, new leader within our country. It always does. I mean, in the 70s during Carter, that produced, you know, Reagan, you know, Eisenhower, conservative, old, mm-hmm. as we were talking about, produced Kennedy. Something will come of this, and it'll be something good. I don't know what it'll be, but, but you know, it, it takes this kind of a, of a of a culture to create change. And the Washington guys love that kind of thing anyway, even if they're fighting about it. Like, the Republicans do admire a lot about Kennedy, and the Democrats do admire a lot about Reagan, because they're moved by charisma. People who play the game themselves love to see somebody who's who can sell something back to the American people. Communicate, and then you look at it this way. Obama was one of the great communicators that we've seen in, in modern times, maybe ever. Maybe yeah. And and he's still run into the the situation that he's in now. So I wonder I wonder how much traditional charisma and communication work today. They worked for Kennedy. They worked mm-hmm. for Reagan. Not working for Obama now. And you have to ask yourself why. Well, I think the big difference is that those guys didn't have to put up with the twenty four hour news cycle. Right. The yeah. way we do now. For sure. And it's almost like if you're a pro football guy. And you saw, like, oh, Chip Kelly's bringing in something new. It takes those guys one, two weeks to figure out how to slow that down. Yeah. That there are guys working around the clock to look at what somebody does well and to take its knees out, no matter what has to happen. Both parties are able to do that very quickly now. And everything turns cynical very fast because cynical sells the American public. Which is too bad. And and look, I... Again, I'm a little bit contrarian on that. Without a doubt, it sells. You're absolutely right. But it sells in a vacuum mm-hmm. where no one is giving voice to America's love uh, of 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 hope. So when, when they're not feeling engaged and they're mm-hmm. not feeling hopeful, then cynicism really does sell. Well, what you were saying is certainly true in country songs. If you ever listen to country <laughs> music, it's all it, it still sounds like these songs are written in the 1950s. So on some level, I, I will agree with you that people do love that. But they also get bored very fast. Yeah, these well, days. they do. And you can only imagine what it must be like to be the, the, the folks that, that thought... Th- that with Obama coming in, it was going to be, uh, I don't even, I don't, I'm not even sure that they knew what they were thinking it was going to be, but yeah. it was clearly going to be different. It was going to be hopeful. It was going to be, it was going to be the JFK, the new frontier. Yeah. It was going to be the new frontier and, and it's not. So my worry is that it just discouraged a whole generation of, of, of folks from participating. I hope it didn't. Well, the thing is, too, though, I mean, we go back to JFK, and we're seeing that in a different light, because at the time, he didn't have an easy presidency. No. And there were a lot of people, you know, despised him. Oh, people hate yeah, yeah. Half the country hated him. Now, why do you think that was? What what weren't people buying with JFK? Well, I mean, he he had so much going on. There were, there were the Cuban community who hated him for the Bay of Pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's a large, still a big segment in Florida. There were the Southern Democrats who hated him for his forward thinkingness on on civil rights and for uh, desegregating the schools in, in Mississippi, sending the National Guard down there. That's half of his own party hated him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were the, the people who thought he was moving too slowly on civil rights. 
Um, he was a, a Democrat who believed in lower taxes, and he was hawkish. I mean, he, he's definitely a kind of Democrat that, that in the old days, they called them the blue dog Democrats, yeah. right? And they're sort of not really around anymore. Um, he, I'm not sure he would even be a de- I don't know what he would be today. That's interesting. It's hard to say. But, you know, we're going through this with uh, Chris Christie, yeah. who we consider on the East Coast to be a conservative. Right. And then down south, they basically are acting like he's a liberal. He's a guy that could probably win the presidency, but would not probably win primary. his yeah his own party's nomination. It, exactly, and that's that's the thing. I, I had a quote where I said I didn't think Kennedy would get elected today, and it got a lot of people all riled up. They didn't realize that what I said was you know he'd win in a landslide a mm-hmm. presidential election. I don't think he'd get the parties. I don't think he'd make it through the primary process. And by the way, he barely made it through the primary process in right. 1960 anyway. Uh, the other thing is, I think that keeps this legend and mythology about him is because we go, if he lived, right? Where was he's forever we? frozen? Yeah, with our hopes and aspirations. James and Dean. He's James. He's Dean. always going to be James Dean. He's, yeah, he's always going to be the guy who could have gotten us out of Vietnam earlier. Right. And if he'd gotten us out of Vietnam earlier, then there wouldn't have been a Nixon. And if there wouldn't have been a Nixon, there wouldn't have been a Watergate. And if there wouldn't have been a Watergate, we wouldn't have this adversarial relationship with the press. And if there wouldn't, and, and, and all of that, by the way, may be absolutely true. Right. Because his legacy, or lack of it, created all of that. But it's always amazing to me that you don't go into a college kid's dorm and see Paul Newman's picture up there because he was just as good as James Dude, he, Dean. You don't need to tell me. I'm a, I'm Paul Newman is my man. Yeah, and my kids today. I have a, a 20 year old and an 18 year old, and they don't have any idea who Paul Newman is. Literally, they just don't. They've seen Butch Cassidy. Yeah. I made him watch it. They kind of get it, but it you know time marches on. It's amazing. It is it is a a fickle mistress, right? And the kids will catch that they will love the guy who died young. They'll love Jim Morrison. They'll love Jimi Hendrix. Eric Clapton. Ah, eh, whatever. I don't know. I know. Where is he now? I know the 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 only good side about longevity is that you just by surviving the people who who you came up with begin to revere you in a way that they may not have right. originally but nothing can compete with with you know living fast dying young and living leaving a beautiful corpse well look at you i think you're doing the best work of your life now and wouldn't you agree um i i without a doubt feel that this is my creative like sweet spot you are going to so many different places uh, Californication. Oh, thank should, you. It's that's the one of the best characters ever. Eddie played. Nero is probably my favorite character I've ever played. Probably, A- and so different from the other stuff that you're doing. Yeah, when I when I played Eddie Nero, when I played um, Doctor Starts and Behind the Candelabra, mm-hmm. those two parts, which people really like and I like, I honestly thought uh, the acting police were going to come and take me away I, because I was. <laughs> So swinging for the fences. <laughs> uh, I thought this guy I looked at Matt Damon and behind the candelabra. Yeah. We're all like oiled up with Crisco and our <laughs> pants are stuffed with you know fake dildos or whatever. And I was like, we used to be sex. What happened to <laughs> yeah, us? Right. This is, we used to be the man. Oh, yeah. Now we're the women. Yeah. All you had to do was stand there for a while. Now you're actually working yeah. for a living. Yeah. It, it, but that's, the, the, you know, to, to be able to do Eddie Nero. <clears throat> And JFK, 
mm. in the same year with Candelabra. That's that's a kind of range of character um, that, honestly, I, I never thought I would I, I would ever have the chance to do, let yeah. alone make it happen. And then you throw in parts, Parks and Rec, and you're heading in a different direction. And Parks and Rec, yeah. Yeah, so you've got those four things that you're right, that you should not be, you should be somewhat typecast. Right. And you've, you've beaten typecasting. And you know what I think? I think once you've beaten typecasting, you're sort of in the clear. It's very hard to do. Yeah. But it, once you do it, when people when people have it in their mind, you're 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 good to go. And and I, you know, when I finished Parks and Rec, which is going to be in two weeks, I, I was going to be on for six episodes. I ended up staying eighty eight episodes, mm-hmm. and have loved every minute of it. But I had to think of what I wanted to do next. You know, because I could do a drama on TV if I wanted to, right? Or I could do a comedy, and and I chose to do a comedy because at this moment in my life, that seems more interesting to me to do that more full time and then to pick my spots like JFK to, to, to do sort of one-off dramas and, and, uh, and, but that I had that flexibility was great. But that's all planned by you, Rob, you're sitting back, taking a long look at these things. You're not just grabbing what's coming along or it. Sometimes it's, yeah. it, it's a little bit of both depending on what it is. I, I, I did have to literally plan what I wanted to do next in TV, which is really my day job. It's where I find the best writing. Um, it's where I've sort of got the most juice. The movie business is so fickle and tough today for everybody. Um, yeah, so, but you did that Melt With You movie, which is the craziest goddamn thing I've ever seen that, in my life. That movie is... It makes um, Requiem for a Dream look like a Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> it is. It's the nuttiest shit. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it makes you want to kill yourself. Yeah, it does. you've seen it. And I was actually thinking to myself, I go, why did I ever chop lines? Why did I ever do that? It, it is. If you've ever wondered what it is like to have a completely crazy, drug-fueled insane bender yeah this this do you watch i melt with you 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 will know without having to actually have done the drugs well th- this is this is what you also realized when you become an actual man not that you're when you become an adult right. you have friends that you grew up with that you could die with if you're not very very careful yes. there are guys that you run into and you go let's Let's do this one more time, one more ride, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a wild movie. Um, I'm glad you like it, and and I just finished uh, a, a a really funny movie with Cameron Diaz and Jason Segel uh, that'll be out next summer. It's a R-rated, hardcore, hilarious, uh, directed by the guy who directed um, uh, Bad Teacher with Cameron, and written by him uh, called Sex Tape, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and I play another insane lunatic like unlike anything you 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 know it's not it's not a typical part by any means fun well you got um killing kennedy uh sunday november 10th eight o'clock on national geographic national geographic.com for more information is there a another biopic is there somebody that you've always wanted to play well I, i have this sort of dream project that that we've been trying to get off the ground but it's very expensive um, about the Civil War. It's the definitive account of, of the Civil War as told through the eyes of the 19-year-old kids, best friends at West Point, who know if this happens, they're going to be fighting each other and dying. And 
um, you know, one of them becomes Robert E. Lee, and the other one's Ulysses Grant, and I would play the adult U- Ulysses Grant. So that one day maybe this will get made, uh, but you know, it's it's expensive, it's Civil it War, and it's yeah. and it's beards, and people don't are scared <laughs> of the beards. I'm hoping that this, the the Red Sox win the World Series. That actually all it really means is I get to do my Civil War thing because people are going to be down with beards. Now we finally get the beard thing. Yeah, dude, it's good to see you again. Uh, the work is, it just keeps getting better and better. I'm just a giant fan of everything that you're doing right now. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll see you next time coming through. Yeah, man. for sure. Everyone is voting for Jack Cause he's got what all the rest lack Everyone wants to back Jack Jack is on the right track Cause he's got high hopes He's got high hopes 1960's the year for his high hopes Come on and vote for Kennedy Vote for Kennedy And we'll come out on top Oops, there goes the opposition girl Oops, there goes the opposition girl Oops, there goes the opposition girl What a good dude I'm low smart as shit, man. He's on top of it. Yeah. He just said three things to me when he was um, walking out that made me think, oh, man, why wouldn't you do that on the air? That's fucking great. <laughs> He's, um, well, you know, I've not always been a Californication guy anyway. He's amazing on that show. That Eddie Nero character is well, fucking off the wall. at some point, Brad Pitt's going to walk up and go, are you fucking with me, dude? Is that what this is? Are you fucking with me? Uh, let's uh, do something in honor of Rob Lowe. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's a brand new game show that we have called Rob Blow Me. Hey! Everybody's a winner! Because it's time to Rob Blow Me! Rob Blow Me, Rob Blow Me, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Have you ever seen that uh, Melt With You movie? Oh, yeah, I did. And um, his it's scene crazy, right? when he's on the phone with the... Yeah. Holy Jesus Christ. That's just one of many crazy fucking scenes. Have you been there, though? Like with old buddies where you're oh, just like... Like I haven't seen someone in years. I'm like, hey, let's do it. And nothing <laughs> changes. And that's why I have some dudes in my life that I love that I can only love from afar. Because they're the guys that could get me to forget what I set out to do. Jesus. Those are the guys that would make me think, really, dude? All right. Let's <laughs> fucking go one more time. Because, you know, you get together with... Uh, with Davy Mac? Yeah. I'd fucking crush you guys. <laughs> and that's not a healthy thing for me to say. That's not a healthy thing for me to say. But I think at every fucking time. No. I'm like, Jesus. I just want to fucking... I don't want to put that thought in no, your head. I want to take them down. <laughs> I want to stop this charade that they're living. All right. Rob Lomi. Rob Lomi is the name here. Let's play the intro again, because, Chris, you did a bang-up job on it. Thanks. Hey, 
anybody's a winner. Because it's time to Rob Blow Me. We've got a couple things signed by Rob Lowe. We're going to play you a clip, and you just have to tell us where it's from. All right, first clip. Okay, here's the first uh, Rob Lomi drop. I'm going to the Beijing Opera tonight, which I imagine will be excruciating, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Um, Chris, do you got an answer for us? Yes, I would love to play Rob Lomi and... uh... St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire. Let's play it one more time, Chris. I'm going to the Beijing Opera tonight, which I imagine will be excruciating, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Ray, what do you got? Um, I want to play... Uh, what do you want to play? I want to play Rob Below Me. Okay. And, uh... Wow. I don't, don't have that one. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to play Rob Lomi. Rob Lomi, you have to tell us what project this is from. Could be a movie, series, anything at all. How many winners can we have today, Fez? We, we can do, let's do three winners. Okay. Three winners of America's favorite game show, Rob Lomi. Uh, Jerry, do you have an answer? Uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Nice try. Uh, here's, uh, Doug. Doug, what do you yeah. want to play? I want to play Rob Blomey. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a wild step. I have no idea, but I'm going to say Californication. Californication. Oh. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Sue, what game do you want to play? Ron, I want to play Rob Blomey. Okay. All right. Do you need to hear it again, or do you think you got it? No, get to one more time, please. Yeah. I'm going to the Beijing Opera tonight, which I imagine will be excruciating, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Do you have an I, answer? I don't know. Behind the Candelabra. Behind the Candelabra. Good idea. Oh, damn. Come on. Ben, what is America's favorite game show? Rob I want to play Rob Blow Me. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. Uh, is it from the West Wing? Oh! Big winner. Big ass winner. First winner ever of Rob Blow Me. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, let's do this one, Chris. Okay, here it comes. Here comes the next uh, Rob Blow Me drop. I walked off the team today. For the first time in my life, I didn't want to play. Let's uh, play it one more time. It's a pretty rough clip. All right, here we go. I walked off the team today. For the first time in my life, I didn't want to play. I'm even a little choked up here in that one. It's rough. Knowing everything that he's been through. <laughs> uh, Tim, what do you want to play? I'd love to play Rob Blow Me. Okay, what do you what do you got for an answer? Uh, for that one, uh, shoot, we're gonna go St. Elmo's Fire. Sorry, sorry, Jerry, what do you got? Uh, what what game do you want to play? 
Uh, Rob, blow me. He's not even trying. <laughs> uh, can I hear it again, Ron? I'm sorry. Yeah. I walked off the team today. For the first time in my life, I didn't want to play. I have no clue. Sorry. Oh, this is a big one. It is America's favorite new game show, Rob Lomi. Hey, everybody's a winner because it's time to Rob Lomi. Chris, what's the name of the game? Rob Lomi. Fez, what's the name of this game? Rob Lomi. Justin, what game do you want to play? I want to play Rob Lomi. Okay, Rob Lomi. Some homo. Uh, the answer is Youngblood, Ronnie B. Oh, strong. Got it. Wow. Strong. Got it. Strong. That one came in fast, though. Oh, that surprise. one was tight. Um, it is America's favorite game show, Rob Lomi. Time to Rob Blow Me. Disco thing that we're doing here, we need to do more of. <laughs> it's got everybody moving. Everybody wants to play Rob Blow Me. Jim, what's America's favorite game show? Jim, we got you, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rob, blow me. Okay. Let's see. Just try. Uh, here's the next one. I have a terrific diet. The California diet. Guaranteed loss of 15 pounds in four weeks. You got oh, that answer? really sucks because I knew the other one was young blood, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Californication. No. By the way, Youngblood is one of those movies that people don't talk about, and yet so many guys have seen it. It's crazy, that fucking movie. Well, but see, here's the thing. A lot of guys will just watch a hockey movie. And I don't think that we understand that there's probably more forced hockey movies than forced football movies. Where there, you're like, I, I can't turn it off. There's a fucking scene in Youngblood when he's like chasing after someone and he's walking out of the locker room and they just drop his towel and there's this fucking package <laughs> is just showing up. There's no reason for the fucking towel to drop. It was the 80s, dude. <laughs> it was the 80s. Um, America's favorite game show is going down. Hell yeah. Hey! Everybody's a winner! Because it's time to Rob Blow Me. Rob Blow Me. Uh, Dan in Kansas, what do you got? Can I hear the clip I was on hold on this plan? Sure, one more time. I have a terrific diet. The California diet. Guaranteed loss of 15 pounds in four weeks. I'm going to have to go with California Cation. Californication. Uh, Vinny, do you, what game do you want to play? I want to play Rob Lomi. Okay. Uh, you got an answer for us. Uh, can you play again, please? One more time. 
I have a terrific diet. The California diet guaranteed loss of 15 pounds in four weeks. You got an answer. Uh, I have no idea. I just want to say, hey, Mike, what's up? Stop blowing me. Let me just say, Mike, blow me. <laughs> um, speaking of which, hey, Mike and Jackson, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, I want to play Rob Blow Me. <laughs> It's Rob Lomi. It's Rob Lomi. Oh, got it wrong. Sorry. Uh, you got an answer. West Wing. West Wing. Come on, everybody loves to play Rob Lomi. It's the fucking best. Hey, everybody's a winner because it's time to Rob Lomi. Uh, Dennis, you got an answer for us. Hey, I want to play Rob Blow Me, and the answer is behind the candelabra. Oh, you are today's final winner on Rob Blow Me. Good job, everybody. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It's good times with Rob Blow Me. Rob Blow Me. Rob Blow Me. I don't know which one of your geniuses came up with that, but seriously, move to the head of the past. I'll, I'll buy lunch today. That was you who came up with it. All right, then you guys get me a free lunch. <laughs> I love the Rob Lowe. He's really cool. He's a really strong actor. We'll have to play that game again. <laughs> we should just get dozens of things for him to sign. <laughs> he should have signed our Thousand Island dressing. Um... What are the uh, what are the times this weekend on uh, Raw Dog ninety nine for our Unmasked Fuzz? Unmasked that's going to debut Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern on Raw Dog Comedy ninety nine with nice. Eugene Merman. Oh, it's going to be the Eugene Merman this week. Yeah, Eugene Merman runs this week on Raw Dog. All right, sweet, sweet. He was a lot of fun too. Um, a lot of stuff coming up for us, including. Get in on the next Unmasked taping. They're coming in one after another now. Hell yeah. But, Hicks, this is one that you've wanted for years. Oh, yes. It's Chris Elliott. And I cannot wait for this Unmasked. And it's happening November 6th. That's November 6th here at Sirius XM. Go to the iBang for all the details. Chris Elliott Unmasked, November 6th. Your opportunity to come in and just hang out with uh, Chris Elliott for about an hour. It's uh, a really cool experience to come up here. And um, and and be part of this. I'm on a break right now. Uh, Big Jay Okerson is coming in in about an hour. We're going to hang out with him. Um, more stuff to get to, including the Sandusky victims get a nice payday, mm -hmm. a gigantic payday, and we'll talk about that when we get back. Rip from the headlines. It's the Ron and Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Channel. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. 
Netflix, they bring you Russell Peters, and they bring you the fabulous Russell Peters in two different ways. One is Russell Peters' brand new comedy special. You know him as the worldwide touring comedian. Here's his brand new special, and only on Netflix, it's called Russell Peters Notorious. The brand new comedy special shot on Russell Peters' worldwide tour, Notorious. Hysterical and available right now and only on Netflix. Exclusive to Netflix. Plus, there's also Russell Peters versus the World. Russell Peters versus the World, that's a four-part series on Netflix that takes you behind the scenes of Russell Peters' worldwide tour. You go behind the scenes in the dressing room, interview with family and friends. There's outtakes as Russell Peters crosses the globe bringing comedy to the world. It's Russell Peters Notorious and Russell Peters versus the World only on Netflix. Streaming now and on Netflix. The All Beat Anthony Show. The Ron and Fest Show continues.
It is Christmas, and this is the million days of Christmas. We just gave out three great prizes mm-hmm. to people playing Rob Lomi, and uh, now I'm understanding that it's America's favorite game show of all time. Yeah, Rob Lomi. Mm. Who doesn't love the work of Rob Lowe, or identifying it? I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. I didn't know that that's what it was about. <laughs> I thought it was more just about the statement itself. Uh, coming up in a... Uh, about a half hour, uh, Big J is going to be uh, coming in here. Legendary Big J. Any reason why you made the binary Dallas sit in the shitty studio with you yesterday? He showed up late. He thought the uh, he showed up at three thirty. Went through already started. Is he worried someone's going to steal his coat? <laughs> I, I mean, I get that there's a chill outside. It was warm in that booth, too. Yeah, and he wore it the whole time. Yeah. I was, He's got a package in the pocket. What the fuck you doing, dog? That's how I was. I wouldn't take my coat off if I had a package. But yeah, you got to hang out in the booth with me. Pit Talk was in there yesterday, and mm-hmm. it was very funny because I was letting people ask questions at the end. Um, and when I was asking who, he was speaking very loud, so he tried to take it down from when we were on the air. <laughs> I wish I hadn't warned him. He's got such a, a booming voice. He's a big. He's like he's a big. He's a booming person. He's a big man. All right, time to uh, jump into some rip from the headlines. Some of the stuff that's up on the Interbang Wire today. Some of the big stories and these Sandusky kids. There's what twenty six of them. Twenty six, and uh, they are paying out. Penn State themselves is paying those now grown up victims. $60 million. What? Now, I'd also like to, if anyone understands accounting and the IRS, do these victims have to pay taxes on their got banged in the ass money? They shouldn't. They shouldn't have to. And hey, listen, fucking. I don't know. Do you ever get around the paying taxes? I know you say shouldn't as if it makes sense, <laughs> but it never, you know, if someone's mom dies, you pay taxes. I always heard that life insurance, you don't have to pay taxes on. I didn't bullshit? know that. That's, that's what people have told me fucking multiple times. Life insurance, that's tax-free. Did your parents have life insurance? Nope. Too bad. Oh, God. Fuck, I'd be fucking making it rain. Oh, it'd be gone. Yeah, it's true. It would be <laughs> you, gone now. you would have made it rain. <laughs> A long time ago. There would be some legend about you driving around 
fucking town in a solid gold fucking Cadillac. Hey, you guys remember that crazy time when I got all that insurance money? <laughs> Fuck, we all were fucking living high in the hog. Why didn't you save any of it, dude? That <laughs> was a good time. Um, Dickie Jr., I wanted to talk to him for a second. Oh, good. What's up, Dickie Jr.? What's going on? Hey, I got an idea for a new game show. It's called What Drug Is Pepper Hicks On? See ya! <laughs> it's true. Come on. We can't get the blood testing in here. Why don't you just tell us? <laughs> Why do we have to go through every single time taking blood out of you? Want to be official, uh, Eric? You're on the run of Fed show. Uh, yeah, just want to let you go that uh, you don't pay taxes on uh, any money that you win from legal cases. Oh shit! All right, thank you very much. All right, so 26 divided by 60 million. Uh, what are they looking at? A little under three million bucks a piece. About two and change a piece, yeah. About two and change. Look at the fucking goddamn <laughs> fucking railbird understands money better than anything. That exact is going to come in for you. Let's lock it up. Got the trifecta. That's the funny thing. No one really realizes that gamblers are so good at math. Oh, yeah, because you're just doing probabilities, <laughs> like, fucking constantly. You know how fucking hard that is? Yeah, but that's the funny thing. Everybody hates probabilities in school, <laughs> loves to play it in gambling. Wait, wait I, the teachers should say, you can apply this to degenerate fucking behavior. Well, yeah, if they, if they just called it... Horse racing, fucking 101. <laughs> there would be kids lined up forever. Yeah, like return on investments and shit. Like, I couldn't what? do any math except for uh, batting percentages when I was a little kid. Because it's fun. I, I would mean... go wheeling through batting percentages <laughs> so much that I knew in Little League, I knew standing at the plate what my average would be if I got a hit and what my average was going to be <laughs> if I fucking made it out. That's why they should just uh, throw out the little textbooks and fucking replace it with gambling and sports fucking shit. My, I went to see my parents again this weekend, and they were telling me at dinner, like when I was like a little kid, we used to do this thing where we all had to sit down at the dinner, the dining room table at 5 o'clock every night. Yeah. Like if I was out fucking playing and I came home at 5.20, fucking seven people would look up at me staring because they'd been sitting at a table <laughs> waiting before they could get served. My parents were crazy about this is our time. And my dad used to go through and make everybody say, well, like, what happened to you today? What did you do today? No. Basically, we're doing a break, if you want to know the <laughs> truth. And um, they were, like, laughing about it, but they were saying, like, my brother and sister would be like, oh, I got an A on this test. I got to be on this test. And I'd be like a little kid, and they go, what did you get, Ronnie? And I would always go like this. Uh, you know, they never told us. <laughs> they never told us what our grades were. I don't know why. And she said, I did it 100% of the time. And I thought I was working an angle. And everybody just went, for some reason, he doesn't care if he does good or bad in school. I don't know. They wouldn't tell us what we got. They're stupid, these people. Weird, huh? They never tell people what their grades are. Assholes. Um... My uh, fucking phones are just completely out again. I okay, really here's what the... I, I got the... Inf I'm sorry, I stepped on you, Fez. Did you have something? No, I just thought that Penn State got off very easily with the 60 mil. Um, here's what the deal is. You do not pay tax on emotional distress. You do pay tax on punitive damages. Punitive uh, damages. Um, here's Sebastian. You're on the run of first show. 
Ron, I just wanted to point out that probably half of it will be eaten up in legal fees. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but that's money you never had unless you had a lawyer. Um, here's Floyd. You're on the Run of show. Hey, Ron. Yeah, I just want to say this. I'm not gay or nothing. Different strokes for different folks, but... Hell, I'd go in that locker room with that old man and take one in the shitter for two. Floyd, you take one in the ass for a bologna sandwich. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Ian. Ian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, that was a great one. It made me laugh. Hey, do you think Penn State gets to write it off for taxes or an insurance is covering this? They're a gigantic corporation that they're suck. It's like they have a big vacuum over that state and are just sucking money out of fathers' fucking wallets wherever they look. They're going to be okay. And for some reason, the football team hasn't fallen off that much. That's real weird. They're winning some decent games and still playing on TV. Um, they just don't get to go to a bowl game or be ranked. Oh, boo-hoo. Err, err. This was covered by their insurance policy. I didn't know you could write something like that into an insurance policy. I guess you can write all kinds of things into the insurance policy in terms of behavior that could get you sued. I mean, let's face it. If you're an insurance corporation, right? Look how much you'd be collecting on this kind of shit before you had to pay out. Look how many schools there are out there that don't bone little boys. <laughs> so the insurance company is probably way up ahead on this deal. Uh, hey, Blowhard, you're on the Manifest Show. Hey, buddies. I got a question, Hicks. What up? How in God's name can you be rooting for the Red Sox? What do you mean? Thank what you. Of, what do you what mean, Blowhard? What kind of Yankee fan are you? you? Mean? You know, maybe because they look like homeless bums and you mm. like that look. Is that what you're fucking, that's your little joke I that I fucking have a beard? Oh, you're fuck that shit. Man. You're a Yankee fucking zombie. Fuck the Cardinals. No. They can fucking blow me. They Yankee can go to fan. hell. I don't and give a shit about the fucking Cardinals. You you lie to us and say that you're a Yankees fan. I'm a fucking Yankees fan. No Yankees fan. No, no true Yankees, Yankees fan wants to see the Red Sox win. The fucking Yankees are shot. Fuck it. All what right, that's fuck- mean. You're not loyal to your team. What? Yeah, of course, oh, I'm to loyal win? to your team, but I'm not fucking just some mindless oh, robot screaming. Oh my god, I'm a Yankees fan. I have to hate the Red Sox. You're a, you're a fucking runner. idiot. I will tell you this: there will race, never Ronnie. be a day you'll hear me cheer for the fucking Cowboys. Well, Maybe Ronnie because B, I'm an actual fan. Over. Not like Ronnie you, Chris Stanley. I'm a fucking real Yankees fan. You're not a real Yankees You're a fucking you're real a, asshole, Blowhard. You can face. fucking go to hell. This you're is not where you want to be with your character. You're a disgrace to the pinstripes. You're a disgrace to Brooklyn. You're a disgrace yeah, to right. I am of radio shows is what you really are. Yeah, you're a poser, Mr. Uh, phony Baloney. There. Oh, my you're God. You're Sox. just an moron who just fucking... How they they said there, there's a rivalry, so I will fucking hate the Red Sox. But no matter what happens. You, you know what? I don't Sox? like the fucking Cardinals. You so I, the I want Sox? the Red Sox to fucking win. So what does that mean? Because they win, you root for them? I want them to win the series. I don't have a dog in the goddamn fight. I'm just yes, saying in this f- series... Reds, go Red Sox. They've been a big rival. They're our biggest rival, and you're going to support them? Yes, Boy, I'm going man. to support them. With friends like you. Oh, my. Ronnie, oh, that's fucking original. All right, I'm going to let you two guys go. Chris, i got to tell you the truth. Yeah. If this was a fight, I would have stopped it because he fucking knocked you out. He dude. didn't knock out shit. He doesn't he's know what the hell right. he's talking about. You cannot be a Yankees fan and saying, let's go Red Sox. I'm a Yankees fan my entire life. You're not. Yes, I am. You're a, 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 a fly-by-night Johnny-come-lately. Uh-uh. Come right on time. Oh. <laughs>
Uh, speaking of Johnny come lately, here comes Johnny lately. Hmm. It's Hard Rock Johnny. I, I have to agree with Blowhard. Thank you. I don't care that you. I don't care that you. I don't care that you agree with Blowhard. I don't care what anyone thinks. Well, I, and I and I, I respect that that you don't give a shit, and that's apparent and obvious in many ways. What's that supposed to mean? Do you exactly what it sounded like? That, that's a fucking <laughs> fucked up insult. I know Mikey D was saying the other day he couldn't believe it. Mm. You know, yeah. but then he was also saying, "Has Fez ever even been a Bucks fan?" He's always just putting them down. He goes, "Ron, I know you don't put down the Phils, you don't put down the Eggs, the Sixers, the Flyers. You yeah. fucking ride it in and out." He goes, "Do you ever?" I guess he goes to your um, lonely boy thing, and that you bash the Bucks on there the whole time, <laughs> and that got me thinking. Neither one of you guys have a single bit of a single thread of loyalty. I have nothing but loyalty. I have Buccaneer Inc. Nope. on me. Yeah, but you still badmouth them every chance you get. How could you say you have loyalty if mm. you're rooting for the team that, that, that the Yankees have their biggest rivalry with? And let me That's also say this. It's, it's easy to get a tattoo after the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's tougher to get a tattoo when your team is 0-6, 0-7, 0-8, and on and on and on. You let down true Yankees fans. I don't. I am a true Yankees fan, so I'd be laying down no, myself. No, you're not. I'm not. Yes, I am, be. Johnny. Yes, I am. You can't be. You can't, listen. And there's nothing wrong with saying that you think the Red Sox are going to win because I personally, I thought, you know, as much as I love to see them not win, yeah, it looks like they're going to win. But yeah. I'm not going to be. I'm not rooting for them. I hate the whole. Well, I got to root for the AL team because I'm an AL fan. No, no. Like Ronnie said, I would never. Root if the, for the Cowboys. I, I despise the fucking despise. You love the Cowboys too. Probably. No, I don't love the Cowboys. That's insane. It's insane thing to say. You're the one screaming like an insane person. <laughs> You've lost your character. <laughs> oh, I'm right here. I just can't stand this. All right, you have to hate the you Red Sox. You end up forever. screaming and you're cursing, and it's not worth the direction of the show that we've been talking about. Here's Mike in Nebraska. Yeah, you know, I agree with Blowhard. I think the Pepper's yeah. full of shit. This is he a, is full of shit. He's a bad person. I am a great person. No, I'm a girl. See, I'm going to start screaming again. I don't think that you're good to your girlfriend because I'm look what you do. Fantastic. You just fucking run off with the next girl you run into. No, no, never that. Pair tits is never all you that. care about. Nope, 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 and nope. She was in a Boston cap. Oh, really? Oh, you're you're right. Right. Ever, ever, How about he, I don't stalk some people on this goddamn subway, oh, too? Oh, huh? shit, it's true. He does do that. And he's no. fucking stealing my shit of wearing the same shirt five days in the fucking row. I know row. he is. And he's got no payoff for that. Uh, speaking of which, hey, BL, how you doing, darling? Hey, I'm from St. Louis. I'm the fan of the game, people. Let's root for these people that got blown up. If I'm a Cardinal fan and the Sox win, who cares if the player... If the players, if a Yankee player like David Wells went to the Red Sox, if a player does it, why can't we as fans go both ways, Fez? I mean, you do go paid. both ways, but sexually. The players get paid. I'm not getting paid. If you paid me a couple million bucks, I might think about it, but David Wells goes to the Red Sox for paying them. Why has it got to be money, though? Can't you be a fan of the game and people that got blown up and a little fucking guy laying in a boat in blood? Fuck him. That guy in the boat. Right, hold on. I got to I gotta understand this. BL, you're from St. Louis and you're rooting for the Red Sox? No, I'm from St. Louis and I'm a fan of the game. So if my Cardinals, how are they going to go into Boston and win? You're going to win, too. That's the exciting thing. You never give up. You don't give up. You think about Gibby hobbling up with a game one. Dodgers hobbling up to the plate with a bad wheel. Bam! Out it goes, bitch. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? How do you forget stuff like that? BL. You remember? No, listen. Listen to this. I don't mean to cut you off because 
hear the ping of the, to the airway. But you're laying in your bunk bed as a little boy, and you're looking at your Yankee tickets in the little triangle glow light. Your cousin's smoking pot wanting you to take a hit. You don't take the hit. You fucking know you're going to the game the next day with your dad. That doesn't man. make sense. None Yankee. of that makes sense. I would have taken the no, hit and then gone. Yeah, me too. I would take a hit at the game. We had a fucking problem. Hey, can I come up there? Hey, hey can I come up there to New York? We just talked about this on the phone, B.L. You said you were going to get with Lynn and the girls were coming up. No, no, that's too much. Oh, boy. Why Why we got to go with too much, Fez? I can invite Lynn Austin, but it, it, either way, I'm coming up November 8th. You guys on Thanksgiving holiday? Yeah, we're going to be out on Thanksgiving then. <laughs> well, it's about three well, weeks. This was vacation. something Fez was supposed to handle. Let me put this with the other stuff. B.L. Yeah. Yes, sir. When is all this stuff coming down? I'm not even hearing about it from Watley. Look, I'm not trying to get complicated, and I'm sick. I'm sick of stalking your show. You guys want me to come up, meet the fellas, serve some donuts and coffee in the no. studio? I don't need to come up there and be some big, some big wig. You know, I just want to help out. Walk around the XM building, yeah. shake my ass a little bit. That's a problem. <laughs> Like a whore. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have Chris call you and work on it, okay? Well, we you know, know what? 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 Here's the problem I... as we wrap this up, because you got so many passionate baseball fans, and you guys really are baseball towns up there, Philly, Boston, New York, St. Louis, where I grew up. Well, what I'm are you let you saying? Where's this going? This is, the fa- this is about being, as I said, the fan of the game. You, when you grew up in a baseball town, and now I live in a town called Tampa, which they're working hard on being a baseball town, 10-plus years, but they don't get it. They don't know what it's like to be a little Yankee boy in bed, getting touched by Michael Jackson. That they don't know what sense. it's like being living in Boston. And waking up knowing you're going to the game with your dad, and that's the passion of your fan. I'm sure somebody told you to really try to meld these stories into radio, but it's it sounds like you're huffing ether. You know, I think that you you think that you're sitting there with an audio paintbrush, like a fucking weird Norman Rockwell who picks up dudes outside the racetrack. <laughs> But, B.L., you don't have to go to those lengths. Now, I'm not, but it's 82 degrees in Tampa, and I just walked three miles to my fucking T-Mobile, pay my T-Mobile bill, not, man. None of that stuff makes sense. Here's what I'm going to do. I want to pick a time where you can come up and meet people and have it make sense. And with my schedule, I'm going to have Chris call you, all right? I got her number. Well, you have... <coughs> he hates me, that guy does. No, I, I want you... I know you. that you want to... Working this, I want to book you on some other shows. I have uh, a friend named Jenny Hutt, who I want to see if, if you can go in and, and do something with her one day, because I, I have a feeling you two would be great together. But I need to lean it, you know, set it up. I want to be the producer of this bit. I don't want it just to lay there. All right, babe. Well, I don't want to hold you up, but I just want to tell you, when Fez Watley and I talked the other evening, I tried to call him back, and you know what I got? Excuse me, Fez's box is full. Right. I'm like, huh? That's why I'm going to give you to Chris. Fez, you mad at me, dude? No. That okay, would be selling a bit. Let me do, Chris. All right. Have Chris give me a call. Our people will talk. I can come up on my own bill. We understand. And- we know that. I'm not your fucking travel agent. I just want to... <laughs> 
if you're coming up, I know that you want to get back in the radio. I want to make sure I can introduce you to some people and line all this stuff up before you get here. I don't want you willy-nilly acting like a lunatic. I'm not. I'm going to be calm. No, you, you can't be calm. I know you, BL. You're game. a crazy person. Yeah, I know. Laying in a bunk bed. The autumn fucking breeze is coming in. Somebody's getting rubbed under the covers. No, you know what? No, I don't know a thing about baseball. I watched Ozzie Smith do back aerials, okay? I was Lou Brock in the backyard at five years old. I was Lou Brock, buddy. Just because you were black doesn't make you Lou Brock. (laughs) I am black. Black as shit. And you know what? I'm proud of it. Honey. Hey, baby, you're not hey, black. Honey. Your freckles just finally fucking all lined up together. <laughs> hey, I love you guys. Yeah. Thanks for letting me have this time. A lot oh. of people have been stopping me on the streets. Hey, are you BL from XM? I go, <laughs> was, sure. hey, I shut up. Uh, yeah, I fucking just am. Stop it. I'm go, my, stomach, my stomach's churning harder than when I'm going to start reading that book today by Artie Lang. Holy crap. Well, his name isn't RD Lang, but thanks for the exercise. Fuck. All right, Fuck honey. I love you guys. All right, bye-bye. Uh, it's going to turn into a nightmare. Ooh. Uh Frank, you're on the Run and Fez show. Million bucks, Lenny. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, BL is a size queen. Hashtag Jimmy Schumer's two talk. <laughs> well, I'm sure you can put a couple in there. <laughs> Room for everybody. Oh, boy. All right, Johnny. Sorry about, you know, Chris Stanley. It happened. I'm a little worried that BL's not going to call back from from Pep, but that's a whole other story for another day. This is ripped from the headlines. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, uh, the the St. Louis Cardinals are the gay butt sex team. (laughs) (laughs) And that makes the news. As if anyone can't go into Wikipedia and act like an asshole. Why do we still think... That there's that Wikipedia is on top of things. Oh, there's there's a story that came out over the weekend that Wikipedia is like in gigantic trouble because they've lost a third of their staff have just like just quit in, in the last couple of years. I didn't know they had staff. I thought it was all volunteer. Uh, it's a lot of volunteer, but like their top volunteers are leaving, and they actually some of the people that actually get paid by Wikipedia that work for Wikipedia are just leaving. Cause... With so many of these things happening, why does Wikipedia still let people just? Alter any entry that they want to. How is anyone going to put anything up? That's how it was That's made. One hundred percent of how it works. That's what it is. But I right, mean, they it take should... away your editor ability once you if you do something. They take away your ability to edit online stuff. Yeah, and then you just go to another, another fucking one. computer again. But that, they never had a staff. It was the entire thing of this was people doing it themselves. It would be like saying, uh, "How come they let people write on a message board?" How come they let people just give their opinions on a message board? The whole thing is just opinions. It's user it's user created. You know? And no one likes their Wikipedia page. <laughs> no one is like, oh, I'm so glad I have a Wikipedia page. Um, it also looks like Red Bull got hit with an $85 million lawsuit. Yeah, uh, uh, like a 33-year-old guy was uh, playing basketball, and then his uh, his heart stopped. And he had drank a Red Bull right beforehand, so his grandmother is suing Red Bull for $85 million in a wrongful death suit. The weird thing is, I've heard of more people having heart attacks playing b-ball than any other sport. I've heard people, tennis, I've, I've always feel like I've heard people die from tennis. I've never heard that before, but I don't think a lot of, you know, 
I don't think a fucking fat guy is normally going to go out. Or I'm not even saying fat guy, but a sedentary guy who's not running around a lot. And then you get on the basketball court and you're just running all over the place. Like I knew a guy who used to play lunchtime basketball and he fucking dropped dead. Jesus. And at the funeral, everybody's like, what the fuck was he doing playing basketball? <laughs> He's fucking 42 years old. What is he, a maniac? Football kills a lot, but it's never during. It's not usually during the game. It's training camp. You will always see someone drop during uh, preseason, usually in college or high school. Well, the people I'm talking about tend to be the non-athletes and playing basketball because that's a pickup game. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's with the training camp. It's usually you know. It's in the summer, and they decide two-a-days is a good idea. And uh, no one gets hydrated enough. So that's one where young people usually die. Um, Johnny. Yes. Thanks for putting Pepper in his place. No one's put me in my place. No Thanks for slapping him down like a fucking dog. Bullshit. I was actually going to ask Pep if he wanted to go to a game with me next season. I got some tickets for some sweets and stuff, but I don't know if they would even want to go. Yeah, take him to a Red Sox game where he can fucking feel like himself. Take him to Fenway. Because he loves that dirty water. That's a good song. Chris Stanley, Boston, your home. I don't know why people are so freaked out by this. I'm not freaked out. I just think it's weird. Remember when Fez said that your check wears a Boston hat? Yeah, that was weird. Here's my song. Game six, Wednesday night. Time to do it. Time to do it, boys. Come on, I'll Big be Poppy. This fucking game now. <laughs> Big Poppy, do it for me. You gotta admit, this is the best fucking thing great. if you win a game. It's great. They got everything better than New York. You're right, Chris. They got the Neil Diamond thing. Everybody loves. <laughs> so much better than Frank they Sinatra. They got this. They got to ship it up to Boston. Love Dropkick Murphys. You missed the Boston. It's a great tie. I'm Boston strong. You're like fucking am. Peter Wolf. Boston, you're my home. Shit, Babe Ruth was a fucking Red Sox first, right? You're a Red Sox second. Hey, time in Florida. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I'm a million bucks. I got yeah. another thought to think about this Red Sox situation. I'm down here in Fort Myers. Uh, they do the spring training down here. They built a big, beautiful, it's called uh, Baby Fenway, a big, beautiful park form. It's uh, back inside dimensions and everything else. Yeah. Shouldn't we hope they win, regardless of what our real team is that we're hoping, just to bring the uh, revenues to our area? Um, the Yankee fan hope well, I mean, I think if I if I didn't have my own team and I lived near a spring training thing, they'd probably end up becoming my team. Right, but wouldn't that be your choice? That even if you're a Yankees fan, wouldn't you want to? If you're a Yankees economy? fan, I don't see how you could live next to the Red Sox spring training. <laughs> that would fucking drive me crazy. Maybe I'll get a summer home there. <laughs> well. Uh, I'll, I'll go over that. You got me in that. But uh, it will. If, when they win this game, it, will, it does go crazy here. But they, they go crazy anyway down there, don't they? Yeah. 
Well, it's the sun. You know that. I've been, I've been here all my life. It's, it's the sun. I, uh, I love spring training, though. There's no baseball like spring training. It's the only sport where the preseason games are probably funner than the actual games. Because, A, you can drink. Coke is really fucking cheap. <laughs> and you can smoke cigars outside. And, and, you, and for seven bucks, you got good seats. Jesus. For seven bucks, you got your feet on the fucking uh, first fucking base umpire's fucking neck. Like for if you put fourteen bucks in, you could you could have a uh, a chair right next to the shortstop and just watch the game from oh. there for fourteen. Sign me up. You're always like, make sure nothing fucking comes through, dude. <laughs> I don't want to get hit. Yeah, aren't even preseason football tickets ridiculously expensive? Yeah, oh, they're the they're same, the same as the regular as a, yeah. What? Yeah. Crazy. The terrible. What a terrible organization. Yeah, they, that, that's always been a bone of contention with season ticket holders. Terrible. Of course, except for you know you can screw those guys all you want. Yep. I'm one of them. Yes, you are. Terrible. I wanted to talk about the, the Dexter Manley thing. That was pretty uh, interesting. His little... Silly little rant yesterday. Oh, he's dyslexic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he meant a different word. No, I think he's just a. It's a different generation. Like he probably was always able to say Troy Aikman's queer. Troy Aikman's queer. Probably three years ago, he could have said Troy Aikman's queer, and everybody would have laughed. Yeah. But it's like so tightened down now. Can't say anything. Um, let's uh, let's play the clip. Can't say a goddamn thing these Takes days. Takes a while to get to it. Which of the interns are working today? Vito. Some Vitsim Fest. Vito, come on in here. Come on in. He's dressed kind of nicely today, too. He has like a fucking collared shirt on, which I'm really fucking weirded out by. Maybe he's got, you know, something to do with another... Oh, you look fantastic, dude. <laughs> you look fantastic. What's going on with you? Nothing much, you know, going to work later. Got a little date. Oh. Really? Yeah. yeah, like a five or a... Not like a, like a nine. <laughs> yeah, that's why I dress up for this one. Where did you meet this girl? At the bar. Let's see your Facebook page. Let's get a, let's get a glimmer at her. Let's right. take a look. Oh, you not, got a picture in your pocket? We're not Facebook friends, but... Okay. You're about to Would you do, right? take a selfie with her? No. Is this just a sext that she sent you? I hope no. this is it. I hope this becomes a, like a real relationship for him. You excited? Where are you taking her? My bar. <laughs> nice. Smart. And then after that, bringing her over here, letting her see the view. That'd be nice, dude. You bring. Holy shit. You should take her up here. It's fucking nice. Be like maybe there's some weird show going on. Look at on. her. Oh, look at that, Vito. A little bit of crazy eyes, though, huh? That's the best kind. You're not worried about her stalking you later? I hope she stalks me. Sounds like you like the fucking, um... Is she DTF? That's what the kids say, right? I don't what do you mean by that? I'm 30. Down to fuck. Be friends? Down to fuck. DTF. Oh. Or do you not know yet, Vito? We'll find out. All right. All right, Vito. You don't think it's a little classless that you just take her to your bar? 
or not you just hang you get off work and then the date starts at your bar yeah <laughs> dollar beer night okay that's boneless good. wings mm boneless wings yeah. great science created those but aren't your your body's going to bust your balls and stuff <laughs> they're going to be cool with you yeah it'll be cool they'll be cool well she like came to the bar like twice she last already week. huh yeah. she already came yeah nice good work you already do the make out with her yeah you got any side tit? Yeah. Good. All right. Full tit? Both tits. Why don't you bring her in here? Let her see how well respected you are in radio. Maybe I Queef. will. <laughs> Let her see you get water for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, watch, me, watch me pick these banners up. Yeah. <laughs> I keep them hydrated. So uh, you got to keep... Uh, in, the, in the summer months... Uh, Hydrate it. Well, yeah, we need water. It's important. Be like, look at my butt while I roll out this carpet. That'd be nice. I love fucking Vito. <laughs> hey, uh, did we pick? It? I, uh, I, uh, have we picked out your Halloween movie yet? No, have I we? think we were between Ring and what was the other one? But the scent. Right, maybe we ought to put a poll up on that later today. Okay. Because I don't know these movies. I don't watch them. Um, I can't remember what happens in the ring, but I did see The, the, the Descent. Did you get scared? Um, I think it's going to fuck with his head. Did it scare you? Yeah. Did you shit yourself again? Uh, it's a shart, not a total shit. <laughs> well, I don't know why that's so funny. I'm trying to share here, Johnny, and you fucking laugh at me. So that's the Red Sox fans. <laughs> really? Because we're in the mm -hmm. fucking World Series. <laughs> we all. Oh, so now you definitely you just admitted that you're a Red Sox. I'm a Red Sox fan now, Johnny. Good. Good. I'm glad. You, I'm glad you're finally out front, and that's at least until the Yankees fucking come back. <laughs> Might be a few years though. You and by the way, you and Dave. Dave's just as bad thinking that fucking Philly is his fucking fat girlfriend that he could go over and get blowjobs from anytime he wants. All right, I got to take a break here. I don't know where my man is. I texted, waiting to hear back. Where's Big J? I'm going to call him in the break. Why don't you do that? We got a lot coming up uh, on here, including some stuff on uh, body doubles. And it, does, should some people apologize or not apologize? Also, we forgot to do the winner from the, yesterday's quick question, right? Yeah, I got we'll that. We'll do that when we get back. You could be a winner, all part of the Million Days of Christmas. Games! Prizes! Holiday cheer! You'll never stop winning on the Ron and Fez Show's Million Days of Christmas. Oh, and by the way, I just went over and noticed that Chris Elliott's going through the roof. So you better jump on your Chris Elliott tickets immediately. Unlike these other places, we are free. Okay? When you're riding the run and be on fast train, it's free, baby. Your money is no good here. That's November 6th for Chris Elliott Unmasked. You gotta bring your girlfriend. Do it, dude. Nah, I'm not a girlfriend. Not a girlfriend. Yeah, you're too cool for that, right? I don't wanna, I don't wanna sound like a stalker going around saying girlfriend. You keep saying stalker and it makes Fez feel bad about himself. And he's already doing Chris Stanley's better wearing the same shirt every day without a payoff. Well, my payoff is my fucking 
clothing is just fucking shitty. I love your clothing. That's a weird thing to say, but thank you, Vito. Seems like you're gay for him. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I see. Don't let them get back to HR. Don't let those texts I send you get back to HR. He don't really feel uncomfortable now. Don't want to get in trouble. Um. All right, uh, I got to go to break, Johnny. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Later, boys. Peace. Uh, we'll break back in a bit. Run a fez. You're enjoying the Run and Fez show on Sirius XM's Opie and Anthony channel. More in moments. She keeps them always shunned in a pretty cabinet. Anthony Cage, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. A building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. And it's an invitation you can't take. She's a killer, queen, gunfire, agility, dynamite with a laser beam, guaranteed to blow your mind. Recommended at the insatiable and appetite. Wanna try? Queen is artist of the day. Um, and Queen Elizabeth claims that this is her playlist. Bullshit. Well, that's what she said. She sent you a perfectly good queen mm. playlist, and yeah. you didn't do it. Look, I my brain is controlled by Queen Elizabeth. All right? This is a fucking queen playlist. It's great. If anyone has any problems, I think I'd take it up with me. Why didn't we go with Queen Elizabeth? Didn't feel like it was fucking strong enough. I felt this is the the true playlist. If you're gonna have a queen playlist, this is the one you want. There's have. some the the last song's pretty obscure, although his voice is phenomenal. Um, Love Freddie Mercury on that Palladium channel or Palladium. Like somebody's gay. I'm not gay. I, I enjoy the man as an entertainer. As a gay entertainer. <laughs> they they play some old, old live Queen shows and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I saw Queen in a theater before, dude. A fucking theater. Fuck, man. Was like it was awesome. A, no, it was really terrible, <laughs> and the guy's voice sucked. Really? Damn. They really fucking made you think otherwise. The weird thing of at the time, you know, like I knew Freddie was, uh, had a great voice, and Roger was a great guitar player, but because it was the 70s, that that shit had been, that glam thing had been done so much that it felt much more normal than now looking back on it. You know what okay. I mean? Because there was so many bands that looked and sounded like Queen, but most of them have been forgotten by your, I'm going to say it, okay. MTV generation. Or more of a YouTube generation. No one ever says MTV generation. Well, you were, you were MTV as a little kid, right? Yeah, yeah. I like I, I you know I, I was I, I remember to watch TRL I watched a lot of MTV in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, I mean I consider you a nineties baby. Yeah. Where you know the kids now they look at you. Oh man, take a look at my life. You scream a lot, like me. By the way, I'm gonna fucking pull the curtain back. Yeah. And tell the listeners, and management and HR and legal department. Okay. That Chris Stanley told me 
that he's not kidding. He's going to Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, (laughs) and burn Blowhard out of his house. Oh, no, he's not going to get out. going to burn the house down. That's no way to think about a loyal listener. Why does he get your goat so bad? He's because he's just a giant dick. Is that and he has, there's nothing positive. He's never positive about anything except attacking people. Can I just say something sure. without making you mad? Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you think there's a possibility mm. that he makes you mad because he's so right? No, that's the last thing that could be possible. I've I mean, hated callers before, but never wanted to burn them in their home. <laughs> I just say, really? I to point. Chris Stanley pointed a finger at me and said, "Mark my words, I'm going to Bay Ridge. I'm burning that man down." Yeah, burning his house down. I'm gonna fucking cook him. I'm you know, he lives in an apartment building, and you'd be taking several lives with him. Collateral damage. They should know. They live. With, they live around the man. Uh, Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, actually, it's afternoon now. Uh, Ron, I hate to do it. I got to correct you a little bit. Please uh, do. Roger, Roger was not the, the guitar player for. Oh, Queen. Brian May was the guitar player. I get. You know what? Here's the thing. And I'm going to ask your forgiveness, Eric. But I'm not gay. So <laughs> as you sit and jack off to Queen, no. <laughs> That some people have seen them, but don't have your same love. I hate when I do that to people. If I'll bring up certain shows that I've seen, and people go, "Was it the most amazing thing in the world?" And I'll be like, mm, "I probably don't love them as much as you do." There's some people. So yes, there's some people that just don't fucking touch you in the same way other bands do. And like I said, I don't. You know, the T-Rex, Bowie, Slade, Roxy Music. Queen came like on the end of that whole thing, so uh, it didn't exactly mean as much to me. God damn, I would love to have gotten the shot. Poor Sasha Baron Cohen gets kicked off the movie too to play him. I think everybody's going to be better off for it. I don't think you want to see a silly fucking Queen movie where he's going around making people feel bad about themselves. No, it wasn't going to be like that. He's going to make people... Me- what is the slow typing for? Just fucking tell me. Big J's in the lobby. That's all you're going to do. That's the thing, and then you don't have to slow type. Just constantly on this show. And they're on both sides of me. <laughs> I type faster than Fez. Come on. You either that or you write hieroglyphics and fucking stick it to me. That's bad. That uh, my, my handwriting, admittedly, is quite awful. I'm going to be glad to see Big J today. Good. Fez is going to go get him. A Big Fez J. Is like, a Big J. A Big J. A Big J. A Big J. Hey, it's Big J. <laughs> Pit Doc's stopping by today, huh? Yeah, mystery with mystery foods. God, the last one he uh, he he brought was great. Um, Parm. Parm was the last thing yeah, he brought Parm. in. Yeah, Parm. He, he fucking struggled with it. Like, it's the most confusing thing. It's Parm. I got confused for a second. It's true. If I was him, I'd go back to Parm. So delish. Uh, hey, Mikey D. Hey, Ron. What's going on? Good. I love Chris's uh, selection of Queen. Beautiful stuff. Somebody actually wrote in that they thought the Christmas song was too early. Uh, Bacon Ear actually wrote that. But Bacon Ear, we are part of the Million Days of Christmas. Games! Prizes! Holiday 
this year. You'll never stop winning on the Ron and Fed Show's Million Days of Christmas. It's a beautiful time. Um, Mikey, Fez is, seems to be very stressed out today. It might be something if you contacted him personally and just the two of you sat down and talked about it. I mean, why is he going to get Big J instead of like Jay come in like a, a regular buddy guest? I don't know. Is he he's treating uh, you know Big J as if Martin Scorsese was here? Big J's our dog. Yeah, Martin Scorsese we love, but he's not our dog. No, I wish he was our dog. That'd be fucking awesome when just Martin Scorsese just comes walking in. I would probably say this. Um, Goodfellas too, out of the question. <laughs> Please, we find out he didn't die. Yes, just bring him in. We don't have to do thumbs up. We're past this. Come on. We're past this. Just bring Jay in. Good old Jay. Here's a little something for him. Makes the studio. Whoa! 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 Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I, I can hear it, even though I don't have the headphones, so I can hear that hurtful. Fly, yeah, fly goes fly. <laughs> You're not hurt by the situation at all? No. You, you just get used to it every year. Yeah, you live with it. You live with his life, such as life. But you don't start off with promise ever, like the first game? Yeah, You're not of like... course I do. I, that first half of the game, I thought. The first half of the first game, I'm going, we're, we're changing the history of the world. <laughs> the history of the world is changing for us. So you do get wound up. I feel like you just take it all very... Because you're a person you, who likes football across the board. Like You'll sit and watch football Sunday. Yeah, you only watch the I watch the Eagles, yeah. And then and in any NFC East, I'm hoping for them to lose. My, uh, my buddy Jack is the same way that he watches Phils. He watches the Eagles. He watches the Sixers. And he doesn't watch any other of those sports. But those teams, they mean... Oh. That's so old school, that thinking. That's the way people used to be before it all became about national commercials and stuff. You yeah. just cared about your team. So, and it's such a bummer. Uh, Sunday night, I believe, yeah, it was Sunday night. Uh, you know, the Eagles lost to the Giants. Really boring, in a such boring fashion. Terrible. And then I go to, uh, I go to the, the comedy store that night, and two guys go, hey, man, sorry about the Sixers. I said, what's wrong? And then Nerlens Noel, the... Mm. Big prospect rookie out for the season. <laughs> I, I, bought a, I bought a NBA 2K14, <laughs> and I my first move before I even played one game of it, I just traded Iverson from the greatest ever team onto the Sixers <laughs> just to have something. Or I will never win a game. I'll never win one game against the computer with a a team full of rookies and backups. You went over and you made the trade. You made the official trade. <laughs> I had to make the I trade. I into the classics, and I'm using a time machine to send them here. Yeah, I I'm, I actually have. At 35 years old, it's embarrassing to say that I get an anxiety about doing it. Like I'm kind of cheating here by putting Iverson against no, today's players. Yeah, it bothers me. Imaginary. Don't this worry. Is, <laughs> for some reason, it bothers it's, me. That's like cheating. You feel like you're cheating during masturbation. You know what I mean? Like that is your time. That's your fantasy time. And you can't be like, she would never be with me. <laughs> Should have done this. Yeah. Uh, but that's I'm, my feeling with uh, fantasy football. It's like, why well, I can't go. It's like I can't root for Des Bryant. On one day. By the way, I am um, I'm going out of my way 
uh, right now to say that Des Bryant is winning the hearts and minds of people all over. I love, we always need a T.O. We always need someone that we can all collectively hate that has talent. Uh huh. Well, he fought, you saw him on the sidelines just fucking. Just losing his shit. Going batshit crazy with Romo and Witten. He was fucking madman. And I, I never thought, see, this is the difference. There was a time if you yelled at a quarterback, you were as good as dead. But these quarterbacks allow it to happen now. If you would have if you would have went back and yelled at Joe Montana, which right. by the way never happened, mm. or yelled at Dan Marino, you wouldn't see the ball until you were in a different uniform. You were gone because the respect was on the quarterback. Now we think of the quarterback as a, a person who makes us assist. It's just <laughs> their job to make that ball throw up over there. They're not team leaders anymore. No, and well, they're also trying to make it now. They're going the straight athletes, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, like Philadelphia, very specifically, such a just like the kind of the racist blue collar heart of that town. Mm -hmm. Really, for some reason, we have ended up with a very athletic, uh, black but not very good pocket passing quarterback. My entire life, for, yeah. the, mo for the most part, if you talk about the premier yeah. guys, it's been Cunningham to McNabb to mm -hmm. uh, to Michael Vick and you know Rodney Pete in between some of the. All but, of them given opportunity to still hate black people. It's that's exactly what it is. It's like yeah. if, if they're exciting, so the town yeah. the town's behind them because like it's fun to see a guy, a quarterback make a seventy five yard touchdown run. But then when they lose, they can't wait to call sports radio and just start throwing the n word around, yeah. hot and heavy. They're, they it's fun from them. All right, the poll is up right now. Uh, Vito, our intern, does not watch horror films, and he's going to watch one in here on. Halloween, and Chris, what are the two movies? The two movies are The Ring and The Descent. And you've only seen one of them. You said The Descent will scare him to death. Yeah, The Descent's fucking scary. You it's, think? I don't know. I don't watch horror films either. At so all? Yeah. Because you think they're corny or just like... I think, they're, I think and this is going to offend you, I think it's like listening to heavy metal. I think it's that embarrassing. It doesn't offend me at all. I'm, okay. I think people... I've, had, I've been dealing with this a lot lately. I know it's solely because of my tattoos and hair. Mm. I think people think I'm way more into heavy metal than I am. No, I, I do that from the tours that you do. Yeah, but that's yeah. not a. But would you consider like that's, I went on tour like Corn and Rob Zombie? It's like, that's different than like what I would consider like heavy metal. You know, like some band that's like Necromancer. Or right, something like that that. Means, I, don't, I don't listen to any of that. That goes to show how metal you are. That you're like, oh, this stuff is mainstream. Uh, yeah, I, 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 like, I like the mainstream, mainstream. stuff. Yeah, I yeah. like the more mainstream. Like I said, like the, the bands like Corn and Rob Zombie. Yeah, like, they're I not like mainstream though. In in real terms of like what is mainstream music, that is still far into the metal thing for average people. For metal people, I know they're like, well, those guys are kind of sellout pop rockers. No, they're not. That's but just even in their time of like yeah. the '90s, like the middle '90s, that was in their time. I think Corn was like pop, like popular top forty rate. No? That's because you're a metal guy. <laughs> that's because you're a metal guy. To to like people who just listen to music, that's about as far over as they can go, and then that's the starting point for metal people. But but I would honestly say the the thing I have least in my iPod is metal. What you mm -hmm. consider metal, and and to really like, I have a lot of classic rock, classic rock guy. But mm -hmm. then anything from like I have Barbara Streisand songs on my iPod, oh, and why not? Okay, it's, my half, okay. it's not gay. That's that's half Jewish. It's being half Jewish. I have to. What half are you Jew? Moms. That means you. That makes you Jewish. Yeah. You're chosen. I uh, I said that this is a very Jewish thing I did this morning. I woke up and looked at the TV. Beaches was on, was on the movie Beaches, mm -hmm. and I said, uh, you know, Bette Midler. She's a beautiful woman. 
And that's the Jewish coming out of me, saying that she's not. She's not beautiful at all. She's a horse face. But she's very attractive. She's got that oddly attractive thing. Yes, exactly. That, the same reason the girl would fuck Judah Friedlander. I, I didn't would, know. I didn't know that there was girls like that. There's that's very great, few. I, that's great. They're to out know. there though. That's great to know. Fifteen-year-old with dreadlocks. Does, does he take the hat off? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Uh, who's winning the poll right off the bat? Right off the bat. Because I don't follow these movies. Uh, the Descent is off sixty percent to forty percent over that's the ring. That's still pretty close. Yeah. That's still pretty close. I saw the ring a while ago. Scared the hell out of me. You know how I have to sleep you, with the lights on. You scare easy though. Yeah, I just I scare very easy. I should never have watched it. That was a mistake. But I sleep with the lights on. I actually went and brought in extra lights to try to go to bed that night. Just wearing a miner's helmet with uh, a light on you it. Never, you never brought in extra lights. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one is this that is afraid of the dark. candles. No, no one is that afraid of the dark that they wouldn't got an extra <laughs> light. Trying to get one of those spotlights from the movie premieres. Just just one big In the 1930s, fine. you mean? Because those spotlights the movie premieres don't exist anymore. I'll be around. I've been to fucking movie premieres, and there's not guys. Hey, everybody, Lassie's here. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Every once in a while, we find out, like with a vampire, just how old Fez is. Because... Um, you know, because Fez would be stuff like, hey, do you ever notice how Benjamin Franklin would keep tapping you on the shoulder? You're like, what are you talking about, Fez? I'm in a room full of flapper girls. <laughs> Yells, everybody. It's a big movie premiere. Are you trying to scare Vito? Is that what it is? Like, Well, he's a Vito, come on in here. He's By the way, he's very made up today because he uh, has a date. After the show with a nice girl, like he normally goes with bar trash, but in this <laughs> in this case, he feels like he has a date, um, just seven hours from now. So he's put yeah, throw your gum away. It's the best way to come into a radio, like a room and just n not know that you throw your gum out first. All right, uh, Vito, uh, why don't you watch horror movies? Because it's scary. They're scary. Yeah. And you saw something that scared you when you were a kid? I saw a bride of Chucky and I couldn't go to sleep. Sorry. <laughs> bride of Chucky? Chucky yeah, bride of Chucky. The descent's going to fucking tear your head and off. And you hadn't seen the original Chucky, right? No. So I've you must have been con play. confused about backstory the whole time. Yeah, he whole still can't walk past that American doll store. <laughs> I'm just I I don't like horror movies. Horror movies? Horror. No, I okay. like horror movies. I love I like horror, horror movies. Yeah, me too. Best. Like Bang Boss and All right, right now who's it looks like he's watching? It looks like it's a descent. It's starting to run away with it. Where where are they at now? Oh, it's tightening up actually, Chris. It's fifty two to forty eight percent. Uh Chris doesn't know that fifty two is less than sixty. It's hard for me to figure out numbers. <laughs> They're really running away with it as they got fucking down to three points. How did it come down to these two movies? Um, listeners, let us know. Really? Yeah. I'm a little. What you have a horror movie you should watch? That I mean, if, really if, scare. If you're looking him? like scare the shit out of somebody. Yeah. The Shining. The Shining's a scare. See, Shining is too classic. We just want to get him into something that, uh, and he's he doesn't have the attention to pay attention to oh. Stanley Kubrick. He'll be sitting there thinking about shots or whatever. We just want straight slaughter. Because you're though. saying if if an image gets into your head, it doesn't even have to be a good movie, right? Yeah. We're not looking for the best movie. Just images that'll scare you. Paranormal Activity, really scary. I never saw it. Really scary. That's a good one. Anything David Lynchy, like a wall No, fireway? David Lynch is too too much for him. Scares the shit out of me. Yeah, David Lynch scares me as a person. Yeah, as a human being. And then somehow pulls off a wacky cartoon character on the Cleveland Show. So weird.
plays himself. It's such a weird uh, pairing. I think that he knows that he's strange, though. I think that's what works with him. And he uh, got all of his weirdness because he came from, like, North Dakota or some fucking place like that and then went to the Philadelphia fucking art school institute <laughs> yeah. and was so weirded out by Philadelphia in those days. It was like Philadelphia in the 70s where people used to scream, oh, God, I'm in Philadelphia and try to just fucking drive out. <laughs> oh, shit, we got off the road. We're in Philadelphia. <laughs> Careful! Careful in that turn, you could end up in Philadelphia. <laughs> it used to scare the shit out of people. How is it not now? It's so much worse. Well, now there's sections that you can go to. Very like, few. oh, we're in that part of Philadelphia. <laughs> so the college area? Yeah. Yeah, where you feel good about yourself. Where there's cobblestone. Anywhere there's cobblestone. All right, safe. the runaway uh, thing is now just about 50-50, so right. Chris Stanley couldn't have been more wrong. It's you may have to watch both of them, Vita. The same time. Here's how we're going to do it too. We're going to pin your fucking eyes open. Like, like clockwork make, orange. Yeah, like you're going to clockwork orange that shit. He has to watch them in here. Yeah. That's not going to be scary though. Is it like an overnight? Uh, well, yeah. Like overnight. Here's the thing. This is a show, okay? <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. if it happens off the air, it's no good. It's like if I don't mention how great you did in front of our listeners, then all the rest of them won't know. Oh, yeah. You're waiting for that, like, because you killed so fucking heavy. You're waiting for it to come up. I did. I, I did okay. It was no. It was two. Come on. It was two Say in the, the afternoon. Truth. Say the truth. I had everyone writing to me, saying, "Oh my God, did he slay? Oh, he crushed it. Oh, he kicked the guts out of everybody." You know, my friends, Fez. And Chris Pepper Hicks Stanley could have attested to this if they would have ever showed up to anything I've invited them to. They will never. They will never do that. I will show up. I'll tell you why Chris yeah. doesn't show up. Doesn't respect me. Yeah, he oh, doesn't respect you, me. <laughs> Fez doesn't show up because it has something to do with work, and he doesn't want to be involved in that. He just, <laughs> that seems to him is like, um, Fez, why don't you stop by and help me bag groceries? That's what it sounds like to him. Um. All right, I want to play a game with you. Everybody can get on this. It's the week of apologies. Uh, this all got put together on the Interrobang. Tell me whether these people should have apologized or not. I'm sorry. So sorry. All right, let's go through these one at a time. What do you got, Fuzzy? Uh, the first one is Dexter Manley on a sports talk show in Washington, D.C. had this to say. What? What's that, Fez? What did he have to say? It was say? a very good day for the Washington Redskins. Let's hope that they'll recover on Sunday when they play against the Chargers. Maybe it was an AFC team or something. I'm hoping that they can redeem themselves come Sunday. Was it a big jinx that Troy Aikman was doing the game, the former Cowboy? I think Troy Aikman's a queer. Well, oh. Hell. <laughs> we don't want to go there. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Now, you want okay. to apologize to him? No. You don't? I, I, I'll just say I take that back. Okay. <laughs> Since he's a Cowboy fan. Right. Well, we don't want uh, certainly anyone to think that anybody endorses anything <laughs> okay. like that. Okay. Texture, All right, that listen is, you know, listen how quickly that, those guys okay, get into damage uh, control, which, by the way, they wouldn't have just a couple of years ago. You would have been able to call someone a queer without the... So since then, the radio station has apologized... 
and Dexter Manley has apologized. Chris Stanley, did he need to apologize for calling someone a queer? Uh, no, he did not need to apologize. That's what I'm voting. Uh, and what reason? Um, I don't think it was that offensive. I don't think that... I think they, they covered fast enough and that no one needed to come out and make an official statement of, I'm sorry I said the word queer. I think it, right. that sounds crazy. And I don't uh, think he was being, like, hateful. He wasn't hateful in what he was saying. All right, let's go to Vito, who's, you know, come up through a different generation than you. True. You're a lot older than him, Chris. Yeah, that's true. A lot older. I'm, well, I'm only 30. <sighs> you seem so much older. <laughs> Should he apologize? Well, I agree that it wasn't hateful, but, like... You know, when you say something like that, you're going to have to apologize just because of everything, like the way everything is today. Like, you're going to be, if you don't apologize, you look like a dick. So, yeah, you got to do it for yourself. Big J, what do you think? Yeah, he. I think he has to apologize, but I think he has to apologize because of, like, just, it's like, it, like it's right, right away everyone panics when he says it. Like, yeah. You feel so, the fact that everyone panics, like, makes it a big deal. Like, and then the guy himself sort of, pat he doesn't know what to do. He feels a little painted into a corner. So he's like, I meant it, but I don't mean it. And he goes back and forth. But I think it's really just a matter of like, it's because it's going to be taken. So I, you know, it's like, well, uh, I don't think it's a big deal what he said. I don't think he meant it in any kind of like, the thing is, the, the reason why those guys panic, because now you could be fired from your job. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing some fucking terrestrial sports show. They're zooming along, and then something like that will be like, why didn't you dump out of that? Your ass is on the line. Because guys have got fired. Right. But I mean, but, almost like, where, where it's, but he feel like he could have just said, like, uh, when they were like, whoa, he could have just been like, oh, you know what I mean. Not like, you know. Yeah, but he's Dexter Manley. He's dumb as a fucking yeah, brick. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. I mean, he didn't fucking even learn how to read until he was 30 or something. <laughs> One time he actually came on my show, and we were doing a game show, and my producer handed him a thing from the read, and he was like this, this one, <laughs> you know, and like, but here's the thing, because I do, I have met the guy before, he basically should be taking care of a mouse in a fucking Green Mile fucking movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he's not, he's not anti-gay, He's a big, dumb fucking dude. Fez, I know you're on the side of it's no big deal, so we'll move on from that. <laughs> right. Now I say he apologizes. Oh, come on. Am I alone Is an apology enough? Uh, I think he needs to sit down with Troy Aikman. Why? Troy Aikman probably doesn't give a shit. Troy Aikman played for the Cowboys. He got called uh, <laughs> queer every week where everyone out to play. Much worse than you, queer. Yes. And Troy Aikman could say, call me queer, but you're in, you know what, I got to be careful oh. there. That's another thing we got to watch out for. <laughs> All right, where is that? Where are the voters on this one, Chris? Um, one hundred percent. Don't apologize. See, that's one hundred percent. Don't apologize. That's far <laughs> too high. I but we know that you're making up the fact. And Troy Aikman may be gay. Uh, he just seems they, that they way. Troy, they call him Troy Boy. Right? Yeah, I can believe silly. that. I yeah. can believe that he's just loving that D. <laughs> I used to call him Troy Man Assman, but it wouldn't catch on. They said it was too far. All right, what's the next one? All right, the Oakland's, uh, Oakland Raiders defensive coordinator flipped off the referees. And um, the Raiders, that has, he's, now he has apologized for drawing the attention away from his players. All right, see, this is who he has to apologize to. His own league. You know what I mean? So this is a lot different where one offends regular people or the politically correct, the person, the only people pissed off about this are the NFL. 
So I'm going to say, yeah, you don't. It's just like if I flipped off my boss or if I said to everybody, my boss is an asshole. I'm going to have to turn around and say something later. At least I'm like, dude, you know, I'm fucking around. He's fine. You know, so that to me, it isn't even a real apology. Yeah, he's going to have to apologize. I'm voting apologize. Um, anybody else think he shouldn't apologize? I don't think he should apologize. I think he got caught up in the heat of the moment. You you see... All right, let me just take it one thing. You're going to give him the heat of the moment. Do you give everybody the heat of the moment? No, the I Football don't... does not put up with anything. They throw the flat... I mean, look how much you're allowed to scream at an umpire. And you can't disagree even slightly with a referee. And the the reason is football players are ex and future convicts. <laughs> and they get fucking treated that way. They're, they're always worried that, that these guys are going to start a fight that no one's going to be able to stop. Or they're going to turn on a referee. So they give them nothing. Zero. Because these are wife beaters... Fucking wearing helmets. Uh, what's the next one we have? Next one is uh, ABC apologizes for the Jimmy Kimmel show. ABC is apologizing to the, Finally, Chi to the Chinese you know? <laughs> for a kids segment on the Jimmy Kimmel show where a kid suggested killing everyone in China as a way of dealing with American debt with that country. All right, do we have the thing on that? Uh, right now it's on the Raiders. One, it was. No, no, I don't care about the Raiders. One, we're doing this. Do we have the clip? Yes. Is it all ready to go? America owes China a lot of money, $1.3 trillion. How should we pay them back? You can is all the way over and kill everyone in China. Kill everyone in China? Yeah. Hey, that's an interesting idea. Yes. Put a huge wall so they don't, can't, can't come to us. You're saying build a wall in China? It's a huge, great kind of a wall? Yeah. That would never happen. The kid said it. The first kid. Um, how do you apologize for a little kid? He says it because it's fucking, you know. How do you apologize to China? What's like? Who accepts that apology exactly? This is insane. I feel like I'm crazy that ABC had to do this. What's fuck China going to do to ABC? Well, I don't think it's that, but there's a lot of Chinese Americans. <laughs> that, they're not watching. ABC. And no one. But if if the guy would have, if the kid would have said. I think we should bomb New York, I'd still be laughing. Because he's a little fucking stupid kid, and that's adorable. You're just showing that their shitty little brains don't work yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you really do. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I would look at the map in fucking history and just go, like, what countries we should conquer. And I'd be, like, I would raise my hand and say, I don't know why we don't take Mexico. <laughs> or we, wh why don't we... I just wanted to conquer things... Because you're young and dumb. Does anybody see this as a big deal? No. no. Peter, you would probably say the same thing. I would apologize to the, the... There's Chinese groups that were offended by this, kill everyone in China. I see where ABC's apologizing. Why? They're not saying it. The little kid said it. Yeah, but it's still something that they ran on their show. I say apologize to the Chinese groups. I see. I, I believe you got to be consistent. I go with all the defensive like comedy. It's a comedy show. And like, you know, it was all in the sake of being funny. Like, yeah. well, it is funny though. That's... I mean, yeah, it is funny. As I'm saying, it's ridiculous to apologize for something that was meant to be. If you get offended by, you know, turn it off. Don't watch the show. Whatever. That's fucking. Letter. But it, it's actually adorable because kids are dumb and they don't know how to fucking think. 
This is a fucking... That child believes in Santa Claus. Oh, they so should nice. apologize for that. All right, what's the next one we have? Next is uh, the Utah Jazz had to apologize for tweeting out a blackface fan photo because a couple of fans uh, recreated a photo of Carl Malone and John Stockton. The guy playing the part of Malone was in blackface. All right, let's take a look at it. <laughs> this, and here's the picture on the right. <laughs> <laughs> Good picture. What I love is the guy looks just like Stockton. <laughs> and since it's fucking Utah, you're not going to find a big black guy there. No All one right. has a black friend there. It's kind of adorable. Does anyone think th that they should apologize? No. I no. think they should apologize. <laughs> oh, really? No. It's not like Why? It's on the team's website. They put a guy dressed in blackface as one of their all-time Hall of Fame players. And they put it out there as a good thing. It is a good thing because that guy loves Carl Malone. It's a tribute to like if, Utah Jazz if a couple of fucking Lakers fans did this, you're like, what a racist. <laughs> but this guy loves fucking Carl Malone. There's nothing malicious or fucking. No, I think I think blackface is more offensive. What happened? What did he do? What happened, Vito? Is that offensive? What did he? Say? What happened? Say, over it, there? say it again, Vito. I said it's not like he did like a minstrel blackface. No, that's not offensive. That's fine, and I would agree with you. I was just going if you were doing the blackface, just to say, "Look at me, I'm a black guy." That's one thing. But when Billy Crystal does Sammy Davis Jr. and puts on blackface, he's attempting to look like a certain person. Just like it's not offensive if you're doing an impression of a guy with a big nose to put on a fucking big nose. If you just put on a big nose and said, I'm Jewish, everybody, look at me. That's fucking offensive. Isn't that what the character in the Star Wars movies was, though? Yeah. The big nose. And then people got offended by that. Billy Crystal should apologize for comedy. All right, right, come on. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a yeah. different generation. <laughs> it's a different generation. Sure there was a time he was cutting edge. <laughs> Why do you guys hate Billy Crystal so much? I don't hate him so much. I've just never been that entertained by Billy Crystal's. Comedy. I think it's just a different generation. That's all. Yeah, I remember those. I remember watching those comic releases as a kid, and mm -hmm. being such a big fan of comedy. I thought the coolest thing, like this marathon comedy show. Yeah, and then you know. Billy Crystal would just fucking pull the brakes with like a Vietnam vet and a wheelchair character and just bore the shit out of me with Whoopi Goldberg would come out with some nonsensical. Oh, right, so you didn't like Whoopi either? I just no. I, now, you know, I have a whole gonna, lot of them. Are you going to rain on fucking Robin Williams? I'm not a big Robin Williams guy. <laughs> Never got. It's why it went away. This is I was in that scene with them in Louis. It was very. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And when we thought it was great, and you're like, uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, this is why they still have comic relief in England. We don't have it anymore. Just abandoned it. They were going to do it in Sturgis one year, though. I got asked to do it, and then they just canceled it. Of course they completely. did. Bob Zamuda, right? Yeah. Andy Kaufman's guy. Yeah. You can't trust him, though. No. <laughs> you can't. So he's dressed up as a character. He's yelling at me with a cigar. Hey, what's your problem <laughs> You think that... That was funny, or is that what Andy Kaufman's? Yeah, the Tony Clifton. Yeah, no, not okay. my thing either. Is anything pre nineteen, let's say ninety nine, funny? Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I love Eddie Murphy stuff. I think uh, Bill Cosby himself. That's my favorite stand up special, maybe ever. I can't wait till he dies. I got so many funny stories. About Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but not now. Not yet. Um. Mikey D. 
Oh, lost them. Um, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I was calling to point out that Jimmy Kimmel, actually on Comedy Central, when he did the man show, he did a Carl Malone impression. And, yeah, he obviously was in blackface. And this was, what, like 10 years ago. So, you know, he didn't really get any shit for that. And I now, think if you were playing a character and you're coming at it from that point of view, in the case of this, you know this guy loves Carl Malone. If you're doing it to taunt or act like, I hate Carl Malone, then I would be on the side of you're just being fucking hack and an asshole. People just hear blackface, I think, and just immediately think there's no fucking, they just lose it. I feel like I have to shoe polish my kid's face on Halloween now and send her out of something black. I don't know what, TSA maybe? I'll send her out of TSA. One of us might have an older sister who... <laughs> Pickaninny was her go-to thing, and I wish I was making it up. Although I didn't use shoe polish, but use a black cork. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's. It was very offensive, but not to me because I was in a scarecrow suit with <laughs> actual things. And she was my older sister. But now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of racist. <laughs> like Tom Sawyer shorts, yeah, like cutoffs. Yeah, it wasn't even a once a year thing. No, I think she used to wear like a, like a long robe. Uh, not a robe, but like a nightgown. Yeah, nightgown. Like it was supposed to be a pickaninny that woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> sure, yeah. Christ. Yeah. Holding, holding a lantern, an oil lantern. Unfortunately, it went over really big on my fucking, in my neighborhood. Killed. No one, yeah, no one ever said, hey, <laughs> Um, so what do we got um, next? All right, uh, Manchester United apologizes for their Nazi-esque email. Uh, Manchester sent an email to fans referring to their new young players as the New Order and included, <laughs> included a Man U logo that resembled a swastika. And the club has since apologized, uh, calling the email inappropriate and promising to take action in their creative department. Well, I will say this. I am more uh, likely to join the Fez sign when it comes to any corporate marketing. And fuck it, I hate most of their stuff. But in this case, they're apologizing to their audience who's at, at the very least have parents or grandparents who were bombed by the Nazis. So that's like somebody like the Yankees coming up with their new Al-Qaeda fucking, <laughs> you know, 9-11 team. I could see why they would have to apologize. I mean, There's I, so many mistakes. Like, he even has the parted hair right yeah. there. <laughs> he has, like, the Hitler haircut. I think more of the band than the fucking Nazi shit. Yeah, the band had to apologize a few times too, Chris. <laughs> Anyone thinks they shouldn't apologize? No, they shouldn't apologize. These people are just reading too much into it. I think if you're marketing to people and they're pissed off at you, it makes perfect sense to apologize. See, I feel like I got Fez wants all apologies and you guys want no apologies, but I do think that there's common sense that plays into this. No, there. I think there is common sense that plays in. Absolutely, but there is still something about, like, I don't know personally, and I'm not sometimes quick on the draw, but it, when you guys say that the whole Nazi tie-in with that, like, I see it now, but I don't know if I would have saw that advertisement thought anything of it. 
Uh, apparently, plenty of people who got the email saw it right away and yeah. started complaining. Some people were looking for a reason to complain. But they were bombed by this fucking guy. It'd be, be like if you did a 9-11, any, if you did a 9-11 sale in this town. Right, right, right. Uh, people would be pissed off. But they do that around the country. They do 9-11 sales. And people have to go over and say, what are you, a fucking idiot? But I am offended by a lot of things that marketing uh, corp- uh, marketing for corporations, I'm offended by the destruction of Thanksgiving this year, too. It's gone. It's, it's, you know, there's, it's I don't think no that Thanksgiving, I don't think the whole point of a national holiday, which means everybody stop and think about this, should be taken over by sales. I think it's fucking wrong. Well, that's all it means now. I mean, at least that's what they're pushing towards. All anything means in this country is money and making money. There's no other reason. If you told somebody, oh, I did this awful thing, and they go, why? And you said, but to make money. They would go, oh, yeah, I can see. I can see that. I don't know that you were making money for it. I get it. It's a lot of money. Are you talking about like the gross out of like people finish eating and then they go like... Sleep in line to get a TV the next No, morning. they're open now on Thanksgiving. Not- they're now opening at 6 o'clock on Thanksgiving, which I don't even mind people shopping as much on Thanksgiving, but I think it blows the people who have jobs in those stores now have to leave their family and go open up their, their stores that day. Like Best Buy and places like that. Best right. Buy, Walmart, um, People's, Macy's. Every big box store or whatever is, yeah, is going to be open. big box store. Yeah, they're going to be open gross. and they're going to be... It is gross. I thought it got crazy when we had three football games a day. I'm like, you're taking away from the Thanksgiving angle. Um, But this is really fucking got there. All right, here's Mikey D back. Hey, Mikey. Hey, Ron. What's going on? What's up? How are you? What can I do for you, pal? I'm saying no apologies to anyone, man. You never apologize for anything. Not usually. Not usually, man. Good, Especially glad you feel that way, because you're not getting one from me. What's that, Fez? I said you're not getting one from me, so I'm glad you feel that way. So, see, now we're on the same page. Yeah. We're, we're Mikey, we forward. have to go. We're hanging with our new friend, Jay Okerson. Oh. Hey, Our Jay. new buddy. Big Jay. Yeah, buddy. How you doing, man? I'm good. All right. Good chat. Well, these are all really short. <laughs> yeah, and yeah now point. that he called in just to see how everyone was doing, no point to it. Uh, Hicks, where are we on the offensiveness of some of these things? All right, on the Nazi, yeah. uh, Manchester, uh, apologize, 26% are saying apologize, 74% saying don't apologize. Right. On um, Utah Jazz's blackface photo, 92% say don't apologize, 8% are saying apologize. Kimmel is 100% don't apologize. <laughs> See, this is why this thing doesn't make sense for our audience, because nothing of, offensive is good to them. 22% think that uh, the Oakland Raiders defensive coordinator should apologize. 78% believe he shouldn't. And then Dexter Manley, who's actually has gone down a little bit, 17% think he should, be, should apologize. I, I think Troy Aikman's a queer. Yeah. Yeah, right? That's a bad word, right? Queer. No, let's go get him. Did he ever go? He was never part of those White House parties, was he? 
Who? That was all the black no, players, right? No, it was just the black players. He said his dick too, was too small oh. to show up. <laughs> that was like the key. <laughs> Your dick had to get through a certain yeah. space in a hole. Well, you just to feel good about yourself. <laughs> Not everybody can be a fucking James Toback oh, with his little man. Jude dick fucking hanging around Jim Brown just fucking slamming chicks one after another. That's gotta be tough, huh? Yeah. That's gotta be tough for a white athlete. I never thought about that, the whole shower room. It's gotta be tough. I would just tie an anchor to my dick and just go walking <laughs> in with hanging low, boys. What up? <laughs> or you could just quit. <laughs> just go home in sweatpants. Like, I'll shower up after. I'm fine. No, I gotta run out of here. Um, here's my buddy Scrambler. Hey, Scrambler. All right, let me take my phone off, uh, speaker. So uh, I was watching the game, and Al Michaels, who I found out is my grandma's favorite sports announcer this weekend, um, he said when Des Bryant was yelling at and uh, went and got up in his face, he just goes, there's Des Bryant playing the spoiled child again. And yeah, then he just yeah. that was, it's the just started laughing. We know. You're open, dude. You're fucking open every fucking play. We got it. You're always open. He's the team. He is the team. Nothing else uh, matters. Uh, You missed Rob Lowe in here today. Really? Very attractive man. Still holding it together, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Actually even looks better. Looks less like like when he was younger. Had a girl face. No, it's just an attractive man face. Did you see him in the uh, the Liberace movie? Yeah. (laughs) And he had the the pretty good. Yeah. He was amazing in that movie. He's really (laughs) strong in a lot of stuff these days. He's good. The Californication thing is the funniest fucking thing in the world to me. Is that show getting ready to start up again? Uh, should be, yeah. I put him and Jason Bateman in the like, came back and did it right phase. Although Rob Lowe was never really gone. But he wasn't huge. Well, he was gone after, you know, the sex. He, he had the first celebrity sex tape. Yeah. And everybody was mad at him. And it was like, well, his career's over. And then he proved them all wrong. Is he clearly Russ, him? Was that uh, ever clearly him? I've never yeah. saw his. Right, the Tanya Harding was the first one I ever saw. <laughs> well, there were. It was literally a tape that was going around that when I saw it had been fucking done over so many times <laughs> that it just looked like two fucking glow in the dark worms were rubbing against each other. <laughs> I couldn't see anything. This is via, this is all before your time. Okay. Oh, I would see the I would see the clips from that in the uh, in a magazine, Celebrity Sleuth magazine, <laughs> which I used to love. That sounds like the 1930s. <laughs> Celebrity Sleuth, Sleuth is yeah. here. I saw the Pam Anderson tape and I was like watching like vintage for me. I was like, oh, look at this like VHS tape. Like oh, it's all wow. scrambly. <laughs> you have no idea, dude. What is the sex tape of your generation? Kim K. That's the big one, huh? That's the big one. Talk that's about the, nothing happening. It's a I know, it's terrible just, sex tape. Terrible sex tape, but that's what everybody. That's the one that everybody like watches together. But she does together. not enjoy sex. She doesn't. She doesn't look like she's having fun with it. She's just like, oh, oh fuck me, Ray J. Oh, your big dick. I thought uh, Paris Hill was like that too. Like dead legs. Was the same way. Yeah. Because they did it for the wrong reasons. Pam Anderson threw it down. A oh little yeah, bit. she was fucking selling it. What a she pig. wanted it. Yeah. She, oh, she had her own way of being. Who's the talk? She's fun. I wanted a cop. I wanted one slow mo jogging scene of her. <laughs> <laughs> Big Jay's going to be part of the New York Comedy Festival coming up a week from Saturday at the Village Underground. He's hosting What's Your Effing Deal? All right, what happens with what's your, what's your effing deal? I'm going to go. I'm hosting it. 
And uh, just going to go up. I booked uh, Dave Attell, Kurt Metzger, Paul Mercurio, Lynn Kopwitz, and uh, Nick Turner. Everyone's going to be just... The only rule is no prepared material. It could be off the cuff. Uh, That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. But you want people to do crowd work or just Crowd work or just like, you know, if something inspires a story you want to tell, now, tell a story. What happens if you see somebody going into their set? I did that. That it did happen, actually. Uh, one time, the show, we did the show at Montreal Festival and that did happen. And, you know, I don't know. The crowds know. Who did it? I don't want to do that. Just write it down for me. I'll write it down for yeah, you. Write it down. Um, I mean, since you don't want to say, and that's because you have a lot of honor. You yeah. have a lot of honor. Like in well, I book buddies on this thing. Yeah. Ooh. Which was a surprise, right? Uh, Isn't that almost surprising? To me, for Tim Conway to suddenly go off and do something <laughs> like this? Why would you do that? <laughs> now um, I'm going to get a phone call. No, I, I don't know this person. I'm sure you're friends with him. Yeah. It seems like a lot of that stuff is not, you know... Oh, see, I, thought I was quite the opposite. I was like, I believe there was a... But you know what? I don't know the work, really. I just know yeah. from the one show. Yeah, absolutely. And that's but all a... pre-written, right? The one show? Yeah. We don't want to give that away or definitely give away the person. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Vito doesn't know who we're talking about, but he actually read the name and still doesn't know. <laughs> oh, Vito. I remember back in the day, Kim Kardashian was naked. How old are you, Vito? Back in the day. 20, wow. 21? You're 21. Yeah. Fuck. Do me a favor. <laughs> Do me a favor and show Big J what you look like when you were in high school. Oh. Is it gonna be is he gonna show me a picture of his dick? No. <laughs> See, that's not the kind of humor I do. <laughs> hey, show him that picture, it's just his fucking dick. <laughs> oh, oh, got him. We it. got Jay. Hey, look, he's looking at a <laughs> I, I there was a lady uh, at a comedy club I did last weekend who was just a I was a, just a, one of the showcase clubs in the city and I was just a... She was obliterated, and I guess her and her boyfriend got into a fight, and the boyfriend had already left, like stuck her with the bill and took off. And she was cute enough, but uh, just obnoxious and being kind of loud. But I was like messing around with her a little bit, and she uh, she took her phone out and answered it. And she's like, this is him. This is my stupid boyfriend. She goes, you want to talk to him? And I was like, sure. And she hands me her iPhone, and I just, uh, I was like, what's up, dude? And then I just started going through her pictures, and it got... Uh, it went from tasteful nudes to like very quickly became like a real just jizz and suck fuck. Fa it was really nice. fantastic. Yeah, it was so Did fantastic. you show it to everybody? No. I, no, no. I brought my buddy up on stage and then he just called. He's like, is this her sucking dick? And then that just ruined course, Then she realizes that <laughs> right. well, he, he ruined it. I would have shown everyone. I would have just started fucking sending them out to people. Projection <laughs> setting on the cell phone. Who keeps pictures of that of themselves like that in their phone? Not it, we, you have to have like a private photo vault thing for stuff like but, that. But I mean, like later, I want to see pictures of me with jizz in my face. What did she? You know, she's on the subway. And she's like, I forgot. What do I look like when I'm getting cummed on? Oh, that, oh there yeah, it is. You know, it's funny. You're right. I didn't even thought of that. I like, why? I guess if it was like pictures of dick, maybe. Right. But like. She has pictures of her own face. That jizz badge tasted really great that With night. With jizz runners all over, too. Was it a selfie, or was it like somebody took a picture of it? It was like he took the picture, it seemed oh, like. But it was like real. And she was like, she had, his phone. she had a nice tan complexion, too, so you saw the whole runner. Like oh, it, was yeah. the, it was the white bead at the bottom, but the whole trail, the snail trail. Yeah. But she's just sitting in a jizz boat, and... <laughs> That's my new catchphrase. A jizz mode? Yeah, jizz mode. That's my new catchphrase. Now, this is the picture of him when he was in high school. This is Vito. 
Oh, wow. Does he not look like the most frightening fucking person you'd ever want to run into? Yeah. And now he's the adorable guy that, by the way, all the girls love. Really? Yeah, because he's got that cute, I don't want to say big, dumb personality, but he has the big, nice personality. Yeah, it looks like he's, I, I very much, uh, I feel very kin when I see this picture to him. As I see, it's like, big guy, but not really like a... Wasn't like a badass big guy. Like we almost get picked on by smaller guys, and then eventually you have to like body slam one like that. And then everyone like that retard kid in uh, in Canada. Yeah, and then yeah. everyone's going, I can't believe he just. It's always like some <laughs> handsome kid's name. Like, did he just slam TJ? <laughs> right. Everyone loves yeah. TJ. Right. <laughs> you just you can pick on that guy till finally just turned around. Yeah. And fuck someone. And up. It, it's always retardy strength. It's like a, it's yeah. like a hammer fist to the top of the head. <laughs> like, angry. <laughs> just like a thud. <laughs> it's it's that's the thing that everyone has to know that no matter what they fit into their childhood was just a nightmare and there's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't oh, yeah. fucking work. Well, you were always unhappy then, right, Fido? Yeah, I wasn't. And now girls like you simply because you're big and not mean. Exactly. They love him. But, but are they throwing? But in friends, they want to be friends. Or are you no. getting like you getting? You're no. getting a bunch of ass, yeah. Some P into the V. But nice. he's here's the thing. He's a he's a bartender now, and that works for him. Yeah, he's working a numbers game. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy when you're standing behind the bar with like a shirt that says like the bar's name. Oh really? Yes, yeah. we all understand. It's impressive. It's we know. It's really impressive. It's the only uniform that's like not like a heroic one that will get you laid. And what about? Well, you're pulling tail out of there. It's weekly? interesting. So you're saying that there's not like that, there's no mailman going out there like. <laughs> I, I kind of think UPS guys get a lot of ass, though. I do. I, I, want, I, I want that to be true. Yeah. I've seen a couple of online videos of it happening. I always Is it cold in here? I see a little... <laughs> that's my, my I know, electronic But cigarette. that's my bet now. I'm always saying to people, Is it cold in here? And then I <laughs> get big, Yeah, I get really big laughs. Um, but he may have a point. Although, I don't know whether I consider the shirt only a uniform. I have to wear khaki shorts, too, so... Oh, okay. Now we're, getting the uniform. now we're getting in the uniform. Khaki shorts? Khaki we're going to camp at a bar. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a light rigger for No a, cargos. Uh, <laughs> or else you're out of here. Yeah, no, they say there's no, no pockets on the bottom of those shorts. they got to be khakis. Tough. At what, a bartending job? Yeah. Khaki shorts? Yeah. That's, that's a weird look to get laid with regularly. Khaki short. I guess I can't see the shorts that much. Um, no, I, I dance on the bar a lot, so this <laughs> coyote ugly. Gay, yeah, it's not, a gay bar. It's McFadden's and Calico Jacks. Oh, two gay bars. Yeah. <laughs> if gay, you mean banging girls? Then yeah. <laughs> Tube socks and. I don't know how you confuse those. No, I didn't mean that at all. I'm not banging guy. Khaki shorts, tube socks, and work boots. <laughs> Dancing on the stage. All right. The next unmasked. Uh, coming up. When is it, Chris? It's November sixth. That's November sixth. That's a that's a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, that's with Mr. Chris Elliott at uh, eleven forty-five a.m. You'd be at Sirius XM. And by the way, people are going crazy over the Chris Elliott uh, things. What about that other one? Did that come through? Not yet. Still waiting on it. Mm, that's odd. Yeah, I know. That's odd. It is very odd. I'd uh, I'd go so far to say peculiar. Bothersome. Peculiar. Hey, how are we doing on uh, Vito's horror movie? Do we know which one we're doing? Uh, it looks like the ring is slightly edging it out at 55% to the sense 45%. Kind of sad. 
Everybody keeps talking about how scary the descent is. I think, well, the, ring, I think the ring's scarier. Okay. Yeah, I'm judge. happy. What if we just have you do Ring of Fire when you just listen to Johnny Cash? <laughs> then I'll know who's on my shirt. <laughs> the, I like new Johnny Cash. Who we thought was Neil fucking Neil Young. Was Neil Young on yeah, he's Neil like, Young. I don't know, I'm wearing this Neil Young shirt. This is a big picture of Johnny Cash on him. Pips right. lost his uh, girlfriend. Are you guys getting back together or not, Pips? No way, Ron. Why? What happened? Because she cheated on me. I'm not getting back with her. Who'd she cheat on you with? The guy you know? Uh, no, some dude she worked with. Mm. Mm. Oh, where's she work? Yeah, what kind of work she do? She works in TV, but I think he worked in, like, accounting of whatever oh, show. Oh, yeah, good God. The guy's got getting pussy scratch. Yeah. I would hate if she fucked a, light, a lighting guy or something. The best you know? boy or grip. <laughs> it's not in TV. Well, it's movie like, terms. Now I feel like an idiot. Oh, I think I heard when that happened. Didn't Pip say he doesn't want to know like the story at all? I'm, yeah. so, I'm so the opposite. I gotta hear it all. Why you would you want to hear it? Hear it all? I don't know. It's gotta be. It's, then what it, 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 then it, what it later. You, huh? <laughs> <laughs> from behind, he treat you like a whore. I wish it wasn't so creepy that that is the later effect. But yeah. I also need to torture myself first a little bit, and then yeah, and then I gotta get then the angry fuck later. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, and by the way, you're not alone. Elvis did this to Scylla. When, when fucking Scylla fucking came in and told him he had to do all the details, threw her down on the floor against her fucking wishes. Did a quick Elvis jizz, you know what I mean? <laughs> Elvis and JFK fucked like rabbits. It's quick marital rape. And then said, I don't want to fucking see you again. Now you turned me on so much. Wow. Now that I know you're a hua. A hot fucking hua. <laughs> but, so you're not alone in that. But why do you want to punish yourself? What, what do you get out of that punishment? Um, I don't know. I just have to know. Like, there know. is an entire thing of guys that need to be, you know, disciplined, shamed, put down, and that's fucking exciting for them. Yeah, oh, you know, I, but I don't get that. I don't get, like, the being kicked in the dick for, like, you know, like, money or something. It's funny you say the thing about me and Elvis... Someone did this before. My my old headshot. When I, this is bad. This is a bad yeah. like for early headshot, and they side by sided it. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? I saw a Dane Cook headshot where he was wearing like an open button down shirt with the collar outside of the blazer, and it it really made me want to do it. And it's a terrible. Well, what's ridiculous funny about picture? It my short the, hair. The the fucking the look alone. This is 1978 fucking look. Like, you wouldn't have been able to do this at the time. But you actually have a look with the short hair and without the beard. My chest beaver's hanging out. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. It's fucking great. With a giant lapel. Yeah. What the really fuck? Did. I don't know why I had my chest hair hang. It's it's not anything. It was very not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you wanted it to try to prove people, you know. Hey, some regular guy's coming in. <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> oh, let's put that up on the eye bag. I don't even have to do that. Um. All right. Yeah, we will put it up. We'll. Uh, we could do a uh, caption contest. On it. <laughs> Who's hotter, yeah. Young Jay or Elvis? <laughs> young Jay or you Young Elvis? Put it up? Sure. Email it to uh, me. Yeah, email it to okay. Chris Stanley. He'll he'll make a jizmote. And then, <laughs> oh, am I going to that too much? I mean, that's my thing, right? Ron Jizmo bang. No, <laughs> you're nailing it. Came up, you know. Hey everybody, it's Jizmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
who he is ready for a gizmo! It's and me. One of those black comics is just like, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to yell out, too. <laughs> well, you know, you get so much love coming your way right now after that last show where everybody say Chris didn't go, neither did Fez. I'm an asshole. Hold on, I got an email from Mikey D. Um, he says, uh, sorry, bro, that was a bad call. I, I thought he didn't apologize anymore. I called back, but really didn't know where to go. Sorry, Mikey. Yeah, he's more like Fez than you even know. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Chris Stanley never apologizes. No. Alright, while we break here, uh, we'll get a caption contest going as part of the Million Days of Christmas. Games! Prizes! Holiday cheer! You'll never stop winning on the Ron and Fed Show's Million Days of Christmas. the last hour of the show uh, for the million days of uh, Christmas there'll be a caption contest for the incredibly handsome and Vegasy Big J Orkerson <laughs> you if you love Big J uh, and people I don't want to keep I don't want to repeat the stuff that people were saying because I see no reason to uh, it's not gold silver everybody's great but Big J slayed that day and you'll be able to go see him soon, too. That's a part of the New York Comedy Festival. A week from Saturday, November 9th at 9.30 at the Village Underground when Big J. Okerson presents What's Your Effin' Deal? Along with Lynn Coplitz, Nick Turner, Kurt Metzger, and Dave Attell. That's a big show, dude. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, those people, the fans uh, from here were so awesome at that. Uh, they loved you. Seriously. It was really uh, it was a cool thing. And then and a bunch of them came out like... That was at 2 in the afternoon, and then a bunch of them came to... They were at like the cellar till like 2.30 in the morning watching me again. They're alcoholics. And, wow. um, but, yeah, they... Well, some of them passed out and didn't make it, but a, but a bunch <laughs> of them uh, came out, and they were great. Um, that's going up on the iBang in just a couple of minutes. We'll be doing the caption contest. More to get involved when we get back. We're giving out uh, signed seasons of Big Love from Bill Paxton nice. for Best of This. We'll be right back. It's Ron Fez Show. Ron Bennington. Right. All right. Fez Wally. Yeah. This is the, the Ron and Fez Show. Show uh, all part of the million days of Christmas because Christmas started early this year and we're giving out a lot of prizes. Stuff coming up as a caption contest today. And we got something to give out from yesterday. 
to well, the... Well, let me tell how we'll do today's prize. Okay. Uh, do a, a promo for that. Yeah. And I'll let you do the uh, thing that you were supposed to do for the last two hours and uh, 15 minutes. But first, <coughs> you can win Big Love Signed by Bill Paxton. Oh, my God. There's the picture. <laughs> Up on the eye bang. Young Big J. Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a dildo. This is not a guy I would get along with. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Nor should you. That's not a guy I want to be friends with. And that guy is at least 50 years older than you are. Oh, yeah. That is... That guy's, that guy's stuffing a pocket square into his yeah. fist, and he's gonna, it's not going to be there when he opens yeah. his hand up. And anywhere from 1958 to 76. <laughs> that shirt does not exist anymore, except, except Southwest Airlines. Oh, that's funny. So, caption contest up on the iBang. Now, Chris Stanley has something... He'd like to give out. Yeah, that was the uh, Paul Feig Adventures in Adolescence book that was given away yesterday when we put the interrobang question, How Do You Get Away from Life? Uh, that goes to Kuwich. Kuwich, who wrote uh, Going Deep Sea Fishing with His Father, where there's no cell phone service, no TV, no bullshit, just fishing with his dad. He's another big winner for Million Days of Christmas. Congratulations! to another Million Days of Christmas winner. By the way, Hobbs said that we're joking around with this, but at his Walgreens, they have the Christmas stuff next <laughs> to the Halloween stuff hanging up. So you walk in there, and it's decorated for both uh, Halloween and Christmas. All right, Big J may have tipped over the website. <laughs> I'm having trouble getting on there right now. You know, uh, if I, you can stop me if I told this on here before, but the worst picture of me that circulated ever was, uh, I'm pretty sure Patrice died with this being the screensaver on his computer, but years ago, there was a girl I was seeing, and I let her take a picture of me, Naked, which is not a good idea. It was very jokey, and it was in Vegas. I was, uh, I was. I'm fat. I was fatter. This was just fucked and just showered, Dick. And I got my arms up in the door, like in the middle of the door with my arms, just trying to like stretch it out. You know what I mean? Just trying to like smooth right. out the rolls and keep it as like, you know, not fat guys I can. And my dick is so little. And I remember taking it, and I was like, erase it right away. And I guess she just didn't. Oh, no. And then when she got, you know, eventually when it ended and it was bad, um, I went to Africa to do gigs for three weeks. It was a comedy festival. And it was bad. The whole situation was bad. But then I just one day, just before you could get an international cell phone, mm -hmm. this was about a decade ago now. But I called one day. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll call from the hotel phone. I'll call and check my messages from my cell phone. And it goes, you have 19 messages. And the first one was my buddy who's gay and he goes uh hey pal i was just uh fishing around on craigslist men looking for men and uh he goes and there was a picture of you uh, naked it is you i don't know if this is something that you wanted up there or something but it, <laughs> it lists it lists all your tv credits and uh and your phone number 
And then the next 18 messages were just dudes who want, I mean, I was the bell of the ball that day. And a lot of guys wanted to fuck me. And in fairness, six of the calls were one guy who was, I don't know if she was communicating with people and pretending to be me on the computer, but uh, there was a couple guys, who, but they all called me Bear. They'd be like, what's up, Bear? And uh, it was flattering, but it was tough. But, but here's the thing. Oh, but all my friends flagged it. Like, they found out. The word spread, obviously, very quick through comedy. And everybody flagged it. But after they took it and put it on their own computers to have it, and I'm pretty sure Patrice died with that being on his, like, desktop computer. I just backdrop a picture of me with my dork out. Um... What is wrong with exes that they would do something so horrific? You know what I mean? Like, is anything that bad that you're going to do that to a person? Mm, I, was, it, I was pretty funky what I, how that ended, but it was, uh, no, I still shouldn't there's not. I, there's no one I hate. Mental illness. Enough to do that. It's funny, uh, it's a big guy. I get I would get so excited to be with a girl who was, like, tiny at all that this particular girl was really tiny, but, like, like very, she was, like, really thin. She didn't have any titties or... Her ass was flat. I remember, like, I had a naked picture of her, and I remember trying to brag to Patrice about how, like, hot this chick was I was fucking around with. And I showed the picture, and it was her just opening a towel up and standing right in front of the And Patrice goes, he goes, ew. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean, ew? He goes, she looks like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. And then it sort of did, and that just kind of ruined her for me in my eyes. And it was a slow, it was a slow decline the relationship after that all right i am willing to band all your new little fucking sissy friends who refuse to play the game because they like you so much oh they're like no i could never say anything about jay sure they could uh Go here's for it. um here's some of them by my big man stink jay okerson by jay got any <laughs> jew in you would you like some <laughs> Um, <laughs> I do look like a baller Jew. The, the transformation of KD Lang is complete. <laughs> Meatloaf meets Menudo. <laughs> um, you mean to tell me that I have a son that's a centaur? <laughs> What's Jay short for? Johnny Bravo, baby. <laughs> That's just that's not chest hair. It's flaming desire rising from my nethers. <laughs> <laughs> Dracar Noor and more like Dracar Moore. Oh, these are fucking great. And then you get the Liz says fire and she's being a pussy, which I oh. wanted to call it something else, but Fez is here. Thank Death you. Death proof is being a pussy. <laughs> Narxito's being a pussy. Big J, more like Big Cock. <laughs> if Richard Grieco and Peter DeLuise made it, it's the fuck me eye of the Jew. <laughs> Sorry, my mustache just fell all over my tits. <laughs> I really do look like a diamond dealer. Um, yeah, bring in uh, the pit dog. Great pit dog. That's funny. All right, here's one I love. Wow, Artie Lang really did hit rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Brosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Charlie Sheen not winning. There's a real... <laughs> 
on that. <laughs> yeah. You even had that happen. Uh, all up on the iBang now, which, believe me, is running really fucking rough. Pitsock, uh -huh. how are you? Hi, Ronnie. Just a little tired from lugging stuff around. Oh, uh, sorry, no. No, I didn't okay. want to put you through the trouble. Uh, for lunch today, <laughs> screw all the talkbackers. Uh, yeah. Because you had them on last week, I went to one of Daniel Balud's restaurants. Oh, oh shit! Oh. And I got DB burgers, which are hamburgers with uh, apparently short ribs and pate oh. inside. Oh my god. Oh. I got six of them because I heard Jay was here. Oh, I nice. I didn't bring any drinks, though. What? <laughs> you gotta have a beverage. Well, I told, I told Chris that last week. I wouldn't Chris, have... what happened? There's bad beverages. They're here. Where? But, well, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here. There's no beverage. And, uh, for dessert, I said, screw, screw pumpkin. I brought a maple pecan pie. Oh, nice. Too much. And any Oxycontin? No. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should mention, though. Uh, yeah. I think it's some stuff I use when I use uh, do suturing. I oh. think Chris could use this because these little cups you use for cleansing things—they're make good uh, in undestructible shot glasses. Oh, great! And then these things are good for holding things. Oh, uh, hemostats. Right. Oh, yeah. So I brought like light up. I always like the hemostats. I've never yeah, used, but cool. I've always wanted to listen to like. You know, like a mountain album, and <laughs> and use hemostats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Take those home. <laughs> and then, because it's the season, I got you maple syrup. Oh, oh nice. For Thank you. One for Chris. No. Too much. No. It is too much. Too much. Pit Doc is just too good to Thank us. you. And a bigger one for you. you oh yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you, Pet Doc. Well, you know how these guys are always making breakfast for themselves at their house. <laughs> Can you take this into a diner with you? Um, I also got you some shirts, t-shirts. Oh, beautiful. Just killed it. All right, I want to read off some more of these uh, stuff up on the iBang about Big J's young picture, which just looks fabulous. Um, Vito, take a look at your future. <laughs> Big J Chokerson on the dick. <laughs> uh, I like this. I thought Pepper's dad was dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. What the fuck? Well, you got that Jim Morrison picture oh, of yeah. your dad. You've been invited to Jay's bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about you owe twenty large? Pay oh, oh, nice. Uh, Big J Strokerson. <laughs> My name is Jay Okerson. What a fuck! <laughs> Come on down to the Bears Club where you can suck and fuck. <laughs> Hashtag full homo. Twenty one Gump Street. Uh, look, John Belushi is doing Casablanca. Uh, in an alternate dimension, there exists a radically different version of Barry White. Um, <laughs> bedroom eyes with a barroom smell. There it is. <laughs> Sweet stuff, though. Sweet stuff. Uh, oh, you got more stuff. I got t-shirts, uh, Ronnie. Um, oh. For Fez, I got... I might have got the wrong side. Oh, the Regal Beagle. T-shirt for three. Nice. Oh, nice. T-shirt for yeah. both you and you and uh, Hicks. You and Chris, but uh, I'm not oh. sure which one to give. I will give this okay. one to Chris because nice. I know he likes it. 
All right, oh, hell yeah. K Billy's a K Billy super sounds. But then again, you might perfect. want he, he, you yeah. might want it. You might give it this Chris instead because he likes it. But I kind of think this kind of sums up your life. Yeah. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, no, that's great. Fuck yeah. That's great. We'll be wearing those everywhere. Um, all right, here's some of the more stuff coming in from Jay Okerson's uh, young, attractive promo pic. <laughs> It never got used, actually. Yeah. <laughs> never got duplicated or anything. Yeah, no. It existed in one, just like my MC Hammer pants. It got, I got laughed out of it immediately, and it never became a thing. Here's one that says, hey, that's the guy who sold me carpeting. <laughs> it's, it is a little bit of a Middle Eastern thing going on. Gruff it's a great like, real estate agent. And the knees are scuff. Pussy <laughs> magnet. And Oliver Platt really wants that role in Honeymoon in Vegas. <laughs> Here's one that says, what, this isn't the young Louise Gooseman headshot? <laughs> Very popular. Uh, Fez's Subway lover. Well, we'll have to get an update on that sometime. And I could never say nothing bad about Jay because oh. he's so funny. I was so good at the bit. <laughs> Saved a man's life that day. Yeah. You Brought did. him back. Brought him back from the brink. I don't even think he's got cancer. There's <laughs> about a dude that has cancer scam. and hops on a fucking plane to come up and party with his friends. One last thing, Ronnie. I oh, brought, yeah. I, it's Halloween, so I brought some candy for Hicks. Oh, oh nice. nice. It's fucking... so nice. Oh. Oh. Oh, this looks so nice. It's a way for you to hurt two parts of yourself oh. at once. Jim Beam <laughs> chocolate. Thank you, Pit Doc. Little liqueur is in dark chocolate. Love liqueur. Uh, here's some more for Jay Okerson. And you can go over the iBank to see this picture of him. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I chase them with cumsies. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one that just said, I'd like a gyro with an order of fried, please. Hey, it's Bob Kelly with Down Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and Zima Drinker. <laughs> um, what? No earring? That really does scream earring in that picture. Is there not? There's yeah. got to be. There I should had be earrings. a little diamond stud. You just won? Yeah. Just the tiniest little diamond stud. Here's your hemostat. Oh, thank you. You can eat your candy with those. <laughs> How's that burger? Unbelievable. Yeah? I'm glad to hear it. It's from the chef that came in? Yeah. He was fucking amazing. Amazing. I heard the interview. Have you been to those restaurants? Yeah, I have been. Now, I'm supposed to go over to France with him. What? He wants me to see the family farm. He wanted me to see the family farm. You're going to go to France? And... Not just me and him, though. Um, I don't even make a big fucking deal. Well, who else is going? Bill Clinton. What? This is a fucking ridiculous trip. When the I hell did was... a really fucking good interview, I, dude. I know. What was so, this? So, you know, stop running me down. Well, I'm not running, but what was me this? Me and Clinton are going to go over to fucking France for a couple of days. Motherfucker. I'll be back by Monday. It's just a little getaway. Yeah, it's a fucking hell of a getaway going to France with the ex-president. Well, why don't you fucking say something to people instead of just fucking looking at them all slack-jawed and weird? <laughs> Rob Lowe gave you double fucking finger points. I was points very today. happy about that. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. I was like, hell yeah, Rob Lowe. Was there a catchphrase attached to it? No, it was just a double. Everybody wants Stay to cool, be friends Daddy with fucking Chris. <laughs> I try. I try to be friends with Chris. It's hard, isn't it? 
Oh, it really tastes I don't like whiskey. I understand anything that you say. It tastes like whiskey. <laughs> chocolate tastes like whiskey. Is that bad? No. It's good. You like the taste of whiskey? Yeah, oh yeah, I love it. No. Love the taste of scotch. How does that happen? Love the taste of good scotch. You just acquire it? You had to want it. Aren't you born you with it? You had to want to love it. I guess. You don't think that you're born loving the taste of whiskey? I would have to assume no. I can't even get it near my... Uh... Scotch more so than whiskey. Well, this even. is a, a, a strange looking thing. It does not look like a burger. It looks like something else completely. It's got short ribs, pate, pimento, little horseradish. Pitak, you always do such nice stuff. And I see Big J just come in here empty-handed. You know, he's always like, oh, stop by the club. The food's great. <laughs> I don't know. They got platters at this place? <laughs> That's so hard to do? All right. Big J's picture's up on the iBang. And uh, the captions just keep ro rolling in. Wipe your feet before you get into my eye rock, baby. <laughs> <laughs> The one-man ska band with the Get the Party Started Stare owns 12 strip clubs in North Jersey. This guy runs the best diner in all of Queens. My asshole is hairier than my chest. Real men shave their collarbones. Hey, who swiped my medallion? The sexiest man alive, 1974. <laughs> You just know his car has sheepskin covers. Rejected Backstreet Boy album cover. And like my chest hair, wait till you see what's on my balls. <laughs> Fuck. They're loving you. Yeah, that's And a good then, of course, I can never say anything about Jay. Yeah. He's so good. He's such a nice person. He I, saved my life. I chummed up with, who is it? Halls in Seattle? Yeah. Liz sets fire. Yeah. They love you. Shrek a love. Yeah, they love you. They were all great, yeah. They were so sweet. These fries from the same place? Mm-hmm. They call them palm frites. Oh. That's the $10 word. Put in your caption on the Big J Augustin Caption Contest your chance to win a season of Big Love signed by Bill Paxton. Also, Big J Okerson, he's going to be part of the New York City Comedy Festival. That's coming up November 9th. That's a week from this coming Saturday. Big J Okerson, he's going to be presenting What's Your Effin' Deal? He'll be your host for the night starting at 9.30 at the Village Underground in NYC. Village Underground, that's at 130 West 3rd Street, New York. Go to NewYorkComedyFestival.com to get all the details. It's Big J Okerson is your MC. Lynn Coplitz, Nick Turner, Kurt Metzger. And Dave Attell. That's great. All part of What's Your Effing Deal at the New York City Comedy Festival. And there's an Unmasked, too, isn't there, Fez? Unmasked coming up Wednesday, November Ooh. 6th. <laughs> right. There is a rush on people wanting, on request to be in the studio audience. It is Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott from Get a Life. Uh, also, the David Letterman show, you remember him. Now on Adult Swim on the Cartoon Network. That is going to be Wednesday, November 6th. Go to theinterobank.com to see how you can be part of the studio audience. Put your request in there. That's going fast, so make sure you reply quickly. All right, Daniel Balloon could turn me gay. It's just it's too good a fucking meat. I mean, like a really great chef, I think it would be worth just living there and being their boy toy. I'm just getting railed out by him. Or just I don't, don't want to go want. into that, you know. I don't know. Maybe they're a bottom. Maybe they want to be railed out. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. 
I'm very, I'm so low rent that I really feel like the kind of person, like whenever I think fancy food, I think there's not going to be enough of it. It's going to be, you know, it's like if you order some kind of fancy short rib raviolis, there's going to be three of them on the plate, and then I'm just furious. <laughs> you just got to learn to enjoy life a little more. Just feel like you belong. But wouldn't enjoying life be a big bowl of those short rib raviolis? If you're not full by the end of it, order again. I think you're going to be full. Yeah? Yeah, I think you're going to be there. I've never went to a, like, a nice restaurant and thought to myself, I got ripped off. Have you gone like the Gordon Ramsay places mm -hmm. in London? Yeah. How is it? It's fantastic? I went to London years ago. I don't know if he's involved in it, but when I went, it was terrific. All right, here's some more stuff up for Big J. Okerson. Um, Rabbi Homo. <laughs> Usually it's tits that freeze up the eye bag. That's true. Bear, Still kind of is. It's bare. Barely fuckable, which is kind of nice. Um, you like the juice, eh? Juice is good. <laughs> This is one of the posters hanging at Supercuts. <laughs> Bam! You just got eye fucked by Big J. <laughs> um, the only survivor of Buddy Holly's plane crash. <laughs> and then finally won it, the South Philly Strangler. <laughs> And then, I could never say anything about Big J. He was so nice to me and Holly. I don't want to hurt his feelings. He's so great. In the meantime, you write fucking Gizmo under Fez's picture every chance you got. Mean. <laughs> mean and awful. Mm. I don't get it. They're more familiar with Fez. What's that? Is that what you look like in the naked picture? All right, stop it, Vito. All right? Um, yeah, more like that than... I do now, for Peter, sure. Do you know how to turn your mic on? It's on. No. You understand this is radio, right? Is it on? I think it's on now. Pit Doc, you sit down. Pit, no, Don't Pit let Doc. this fucking guy. You take a seat. Pit Doc, how do you like the MS yesterday? Sleep I was trying to figure if it's if it was all rigged or if it was just no, the 80. slow progress of time. It's 80. Yeah. It's 80. I wasn't going to say that. Did it, so it bothered you a little bit? A little bit. It's a little yeah. cringy. Yeah, we were talking about whether we should edit or not. But it is what it is. When somebody's 80, they're 80. Who was it? Tim Conway. Oh, yeah? God bless him. It was a, I heard uh, the Ginger Baker thing was really one of the... Mm -hmm. But it wasn't an incident, though. It was, like, it was like watching, you know, Tyson bite off Holyfield's ear. It's like it's almost better than getting... An interview is having like that just that crazy moment. <laughs> but his he's always been crazy. But to see him kind of sad and hurting and crazy, like the the world should never be better. Where I'm in a better off position than Ginger Baker. That's fucking not fair. <laughs> One person is the greatest drummer of all time. Another person is someone who didn't try. You know, <laughs> he should be better off, or at least one of us didn't try. Uh, so it got to you a little bit, huh, Pit Doc? Well, I could have sworn I've seen episodes of the Carol Burnett show where he played the same character, but that was when he was playing an old doddering guy. But now yeah. he's kind of old and yeah. possibly doddering, so. 
You were hoping he was going to grow old and turn into Dorf? <laughs> <laughs> he really is that short, though. That's the sad thing about it. You know what he told me, though? But it was backstage. He made more money off that fucking thing than anything he ever did in his life. Off Dorf? Yeah. Off the DVD or, you know, the tape, videotape sales. millions right? of those tapes, and basically they were self-produced by him and his friends, so... Everything just went into his pocket. It went too much into like that Benny Hill, like there's not even oh, words, just like laugh track and wacky gazoo music playing while, you know. There was, yeah, there was no reason but, except for, you know, there was just a cold shoot of cash coming into his <laughs> fucking house. He's like, you know what? What would happen if Dorf went fishing? Oh, man. <laughs> I do. I hate Zany. When I was up at the uh, Montreal uh, JFL Festival this year, they have like a. They're just for laughs. They have like their own TV shows up there, and they're basically like those gag shows. Like you know, you go to pick out, you know, you're picking melons out, and when you pick up a melon, there's a guy's face underneath. And give, yeah. You know, he's rolling his eyes, and they'd be like, you know, like, <laughs> like everyone, and you hear a laugh track play. They um, they were doing one of those kind of by the food trucks across from the hotel, where it's like the, uh, the little square where all the comics were staying. So it was like kind of the festival area, and they just had a guy constantly walking out of one of the it was a row of the Porta Johns. Yeah. And the middle one was like a different color than the rest of them. And every once in a while, a guy would walk out of it like it was all steamed up, like he was in a steam room in a Porta Body wearing a tech. And by the fifth time, you're like, all right, fuck hole. Like, we get it. This isn't that funny. All day, you're going to commit to this gag all day. So people walk by and go, oh, for a second, I thought this was real. For literally 2.3 seconds. <laughs> Gag TV is not... you got to be elaborate. Of, there are a lot of comedic things you don't like, Jay. Uh, yeah, I almost hate stand-up comedy at this point. It's really... I, I, I say that's what I... The sad... The saddest thing about doing comedy is it's killed my innocence to it because I, I've fallen into so many traps like, you know, you're supposed to hate Carrot Top if you're a comedian for somebody. But when I was a kid and watching, like, Comic Strip Live or Caroline's yeah. Comedy Hour, I was like, tonight on tonight, you're like, Carrot Top. I'd be like, sweet! The top! <laughs> What's he going to do this? I hope he does the call waiting with the cans, the can and string phones. That's my favorite. No, not as much. I don't know. Again, like you kind of like, you have that taste for what you liked. Like when you come in, it's also kind of when you come into comedy. Like, I don't share the hatred everybody seems to have for Dane Cook sometimes. Like I think he's funny. He's made me laugh a bunch. Dane you Cook. think that's more jealousy than anything else? <laughs> sure. <clears throat> Absolutely. Because I feel that, and you have to fight those things when I'm. Getting on the subway today, and like you know, there's a giant poster of fucking Aziz Ansari's new spell. You know what I mean? You're like, what the fuck? But it's, I don't, I have no problem with Aziz person. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like that thing. You're just like in, a, in the middle of a thing. You're just like, why? Why am I getting on the subway? <laughs> I, I, I knew, I knew I was running. I knew I was running a few minutes late. It's like everything was like the su the subway was fucked up from yeah. something going on in Brooklyn. They said so. And I'm getting. You're just like, ah, oh, I'm such a cunt. I'm gonna be getting here. Late, I'm a, such an I've been up since nine thirty in the morning. Why am I late for something at one? And then you just see Aziz Ansari, you know, posing, yeah, like like Kanye West on a fucking <laughs> stairs. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? was like, why the fuck? Why? But what well, you know? I'm no one's judge. <laughs> I'm telling you, this you've got the site running so slow right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to read some more of these. <laughs> One just simply, as you look at Big J's picture, here's the caption, Do I make you wet? <laughs> uh, my couch pulls out, but I don't. <laughs> nice blue steel pose, Jay. Um, just flew in Chicago, 
And boy, is my giant collar tired. <laughs> the fifth BG. Fez's Christmas gift to Ron. Um, wow. Adam Lambert looks terrible these days. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, big gay Tokerson. I'm sure you got that from the kids anyway. Um... <coughs> Which of these bridesmaids is going to get a sweaty fuck tonight? <laughs> Born too soon for Axe body spray. And a big yay. A big yay. A big yay. Those are funny as shit, man. You have fucked up the site, too. Yeah, it's a ridiculous picture. But before I can grow... I couldn't grow hair that would connect my mustache to my beard back then. <laughs> it wouldn't grow in right. Well, you're only in the seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still have it's a. I think it's essentially a ball cut still. Like it's short on the sides, a little longer hey, on top. Did you get a burger? Yeah, I had one. It was, it was delicious. Big J Berg. I'm not, I think this is it right here. Yeah, no, you're not one of those guys who eat on the air, right? Oh. You're like a professional. <laughs> Like, you ever see a fucking comic just sit up and just be eating while he's going on? <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm going to join right, okay? What? You ever notice this? <laughs> You're getting on a subway and there's a big poster of Aziz. <laughs> <laughs> Aziz has become beloved. Beloved. Universally. People just yeah. lose their shit over him. Inexplicable. Well, there's something about his thing that he's lovable. You know? There's something about his personality. People feel good around him. They feel safe with him. On the other hand, that guy, uh, people were afraid of. Back alley rapist Jay? Yeah. That is not an inviting picture. That is not an inviting picture for comedy. That was no. for stand-up comedy. There, by the way, I'm trying to keep up with these. It's wrong. There's already 350 captions on here. <laughs> I would never be able to... That's the response that I've ever gotten on Twitter combined over the last three years. <laughs> That's what you need. Just put that up in your <laughs> Hey, guys, look what a jerk-off I am. Like a fucking... But that would be like a funny character for you to do. <laughs> I, that was no character. That no. day, I was, I was living. Yeah. I was living that, that day. <laughs> Very much so. That's we're on our way to Wildwood. <laughs> By the way, none of these guys... We're all these, getting gashed tonight at this bachelor party. None of these North Jersey guys have ever been to Wildwood. They, Never? They don't know about the southern part they of They stop New at uh, Seaside, right? Yeah, about yeah, Seaside, I right? I barely, barely <laughs> even make it there. Pips, what about you? You ever been down to South Jersey beaches? I have not, Ron. Nope. You ever want to watch a yeah. You ever want to watch a black guy squirt a girl with a super soaker and tell her she's cute <laughs> and have that work? Yes. Six nights a week. They hate that the guys from Jersey. The, they hate that there's fucking people in Jersey who are Phillies fans, it's and weird. there are half yeah. of Jersey likes the Phillies. All South uh, Jersey, right? It's yeah. all yeah. That's Thanks. all. Yeah, it's the Eagles, Phillies. Six that makes sense. I don't know. Big Jay Okerson in with us today, and he's going to be part of the New York Comedy Festival on November 9th. That's at 9.30 p.m. He's going to be at the Village Underground hosting What's Your Effin' Deal? Don't let your voice get tired, but sell that shit. So it's uh, Big Jay Okerson along with Lynn Coplitz, uh, Nick Turner, Kurt Metzger, and Dave Attell 
All part of What's Your Effin' Deal, Saturday, November 9th. That's a week from this Saturday, 9.30 p.m. at the Village Underground in New York City on West 3rd Street. For tickets, go to NewYorkComedyFestival.com. Also, uh, also, <laughs> make sure you get in on the Big J Okerson caption contest. So that is... Uh, Put your caption in there and your chance to win Big Love, signed by Bill Paxton, for captioning Big J. And Unmasked with Chris Elliott, that is coming up Wednesday, November 6th. Go to the iBang and make sure you get in your request uh, now to uh, be there for Unmasked with Chris Elliott on Wednesday the 6th. All right, here's some of the Big J uh, captions. It's just like Rolex, but better. You buy two. I give discount. It's got Sony guts. And what happened to his right eyebrow? (laughs) (laughs) You think my shirt is tight? You should see my asshole. Hey, guys, I'm a centaur, too. Um... Came straight off the plane from Armenia, bought a $600 American flag jacket at the airport. <laughs> Surprised no one has a, if you smell what Big J's cooking with the eyebrow. It really is. Um, put a Boston hat on me and watch Pepper fuck me. Oh, no. I'm straight. Uh, Kenny Powers cutting in. <laughs> Uh, right this way to my rape mattress. <laughs> and mom, I'm taking headshots down. <laughs> I'm doing my. That really is the fucking king of comedy picture of all time. Why would I be so serious? Why would I choose to be so dead serious in this picture? Laugh or I'll kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You are a furious comedian. <laughs> you don't like my jokes? I love to watch things on TV. If I had told you the truth, I actually took a picture very close to that and very close to that, that type of furor. Just fucking furious in this picture. That's so funny. There's something wrong with fucking young people. <laughs> Full of anger. <laughs> They're here and ready to fight. Kill the world. Well, I gotta tell you, this uh, this pit doc came through today. Pit doc's right. prince. I was wondering where you want to go with it. By the way, that parm sandwich might have been the best parm I ever had in my life. <clears throat> I was hoping you'd come back with that. I you know, like, I, I lived s- in the city for 15 years, and I always used to go get chicken fajitas and McDonald's. Until I start bringing lunch to you, I research restaurants, I Good. look at food, and I'm eating better than I have since the, the entire 15 years I lived in New York. I don't live here now. So... Where do you live now? Way up north, about 50 miles south of Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's the line. If Canada attacks, he will die that morning. I heard the first half of the show, and Blowhard was mad at Chris for supporting the Red Sox. He was. Yeah. Now, get me wrong, but in this room, isn't Chris Chris the cooler? He does. He normally (laughs) isn't technically supporting. Yeah, he's against the Red Sox. Ten what seconds? Yeah, ten seconds. I had no idea. Yeah, we out. We're out, buddy. I didn't know we were running out that quick. Uh, That's the end of my show. Donk. Sorry about that.
On Netflix, it's Notorious, starring Russell Peters. It's the brand-new comedy special from Netflix, streaming right now on Netflix. Part uh, One of two parts of the Russell Peters collection that you can get on Netflix right now. Russell Peters Notorious, the brand new comedy special, plus also exclusively on Netflix, it's Russell Peters versus the World. Russell Peters versus the World, four part series on Netflix, goes behind the scenes of his world tour as Russell Peters crosses the globe, the Middle East, uh, Australia, Madison Square Garden on his worldwide tour. You go behind the scenes, see outtakes, interviews with his family and friends. It's Russell Peters versus the World and Russell Peters notorious both now available on netflix for russell peters fans two ways to enjoy him russell peters notorious and russell peters versus the world streaming now and available only on netflix